Taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, almost at the end of quarantine, but I have a feeling that quarantine might start again, depending on how reckless people get. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a second wave, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's bound think- to happen just hope it's in like new jersey and texas um and like uh, south carolina not north carolina just south carolina (laughs) and maybe like like washington and wisconsin and then everybody else is okay okay you just listed like 10 states so i don't know not that was nine states (laughs) 10 much nine is it's fair it's god's plan right (laughs) More or less. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, so I, I know you wanted to get into something real quick, but uh, but I just wanted to say something real quick, man. Uh, you know, I've been sitting here thinking a lot of things been happening, right? We've got a lot of live bullets just flying, right? Uh, things are moving at breakneck speeds, um, you know, and it's it's been interesting, right? Uh, that, you know, one, we're in very strange times, right? Uh, in the history of the world, not, you know, just the U.S., but in, in the world. And so, you know, I, w- I was sitting here just before, you know, we got on and I was thinking about like how unique it is that we have like a podcast uh, to act as almost like a journal of this specific moment in time, you know, and how unusual that is you know uh that we can kind of document things as they happen um you know so uh so to our four listeners out there i'd like to say you know i appreciate you guys listening and 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 riding with us through uh you know through through uh, this whole experiment um and i just want to express some gratitude that uh, you know i'm i'm grateful uh to be able to to do this and and to you know i have a feeling in like 15 20 years you know i'll I'll listen hopefully i'll i'll be alive to listen back to uh to to some of these podcasts think damn that was a crazy ass time you know and hopefully we'll be in better times then but uh (laughs) uh you know and i and i I realize that you know this time isn't um you know it's not the darkest time in uh you know in history it, and it feels weird to even say that right because uh you know it, just even in the u.s it's it's you know the u.s has faced some pretty dark fucking times uh you know if, if you if you trace uh, all the way back to its roots um but it feels like a dark moment but uh but as this is a film and tv podcast i'm reminded of the uh the you know always the always famous quote uh the the night is darkest before the dawn and so it feels dark at the moment, but uh, hopefully that means the dawn is right around the corner. So I just wanted to who, express who, that. Who said that? The night uh, is dark. I, I'm pretty sure I heard it in uh, the uh, the Batman films, right? Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's a quote before that. Uh, but uh, but at least as far as TV and film goes, that's where I know it from. As, as I, I, don't, I don't know if I should say that one more time. 
I'm saying that would have been said in a Batman movie. It's probably like Batman Begins or something like that. Um, I can imagine Alfred said it to Bruce when he was going through like the whole death of his father thing. Uh, um, I, I think before them. Yeah, Why? Well, I think it was actually in the Dark Knight where um, I think it's after. I don't know. It was like when the Joker was like wilding out and everything was fucking chaotic. I think Alfred does say it or maybe it's Commissioner Gordon that says it. I forget who says it exactly. Uh, I should have came prepared with notes, but I did not. This is <laughs> straight from the dome. Um, You're a diehard Christopher Nolan fan. You should know this. It's, all right. You've- hey, look, I, I'm ashamed of myself. I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, you know, uh, I'll go give myself 10 lashes later for it. um but uh but yeah man and so you know i I, i'm uh, appreciative that we have this platform and uh, i'm appreciative of you man that uh that that you're 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 riding with me through it and and that uh you're you're willing (laughs) to come back week after week and talk some shit about some tv and film man uh so so i appreciate the podcast i appreciate you man and i'm glad we're here yeah man to our listeners definitely appreciate you guys too and i appreciate you for putting all this together like uh i know there's a lot of work you do on the back end of this to put this show out all the editing you know getting it posted uh i mean you you do all the technical shit i just come here and, and talk uh so I, I appreciate it too man appreciate all your hard work um and let's keep this shit going yeah most def now i know you had a uh, I got exciting a, story so get some like bombs ready or some like uh, <laughs> i got you like gunshots. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yesterday, June 13th, me and my boy Birdman were out in Baltimore City. Um, you know, we're just kind of cruising around. It'll be a fucking beautiful day yesterday. Phenomenal day. And we, we got a like late start in the day. We probably got to the city around like 4 5 o'clock. So this is when, you know, the sun's going to start to set a little bit. It's not as hot. There's a nice breeze. I mean, fucking beautiful day. My outfit was spectacular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a good situation so so you know we were out in like the area in baltimore fed hill uh you know looking at some commercial properties um you know i think we bounced over to like mount vernon hit, uh, looked at another property or two uh stopped got some lunch i, I like uh, the flex real quick though what oh we were just looking at some commercial properties you know nothing nothing you know heavy just a little light <laughs> oh no big deal just just million <laughs> investing i'm um, just kidding uh, not for me though uh so so now but before we stopped and grabbed lunch we went and looked at this like uh one property that's like a new development that a friend of mine is interested in and we were just kind of like just chatting about it like you know um if if he were to acquire the property what he could do with it like whether it's uh lease it out long term airbnb it out you know whatever it may be um you know whatever looking at kind of exploring his options right so we're in, we're in the, we're, and this is in like a, a residential neighborhood that sits in the middle of the city, Ridgely's Delight, right across from Camden Yards, right? Uh, so we are on the opposite side of the street from where the actual uh, new development is, so we can get like the full view of the property, right? And uh, we're outside, and you know, we're on the sidewalk, and we're also outside of someone's window. We're not like looking in their window, you know what I mean? Awesome, like creep shit. Um, our backs are to the window and we're clearly looking out at this property. So it's fucking Karen comes outside and I guess she was just concerned with like two black men outside of her window. So she comes outside and like for a minute, and I think she was standing there for like two minutes, bro. And she was just kind of like staring at us. Right. And I felt her, Oh, I heard her come out the door and I felt the stare. Right. And then, you know, 
uh, bird, he turns and he says like, hi, how are you doing? She's like, I'm fine, you know? And, you know, she's still standing there, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give her the type of acknowledgement she wants, right? Because a lot of times when these things happen, right? When someone confronts you, like, are you supposed to be here? Do you live in this building? Like, you know, who are you gonna see? Like, can I see your badge, right? Like those people, what they want you to do is they want you to acknowledge them as some type of authority figure and they want you to give them their time and answer their questions, right? So I turned, I looked at her, I was like, how are you doing? But, you know, I didn't get her a chance to say hello back. I just, how you doing? I let her know that I see her and I also don't give a fuck that she was there. Um, but I see you keep staring. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. So I turn back and we're just talking to bird. We go about our day. We're talking about the property and blah, blah, blah. And she's still standing there. And I guess after a while she got burnt out, like, well, this didn't go the way I wanted. I was hoping to, I was hoping to get their name <laughs> numbers and, you know, maybe they could raise their voice at me and I can say they threatened me or hit me. And, you know, I call the police, but we didn't give her the time of day. We didn't give her the space to act on that. Right. And I think that's what, um, not necessarily people need to start doing, but like, that's one of the options, right? When you have these, like, you know, these caring situations where someone is, uh, unnecessarily kind of like coming into your bubble and asking you questions that like, they honestly don't have the right to. Like if, if you're walking down the street and someone comes up to you, like, do you belong here? They have no reason to fucking question you. You've got two options. You can give them the time and you can acknowledge it. You can pull out your phone, you can record it. You can put it on the internet and make, make those people famous. Right. Um, and, and I don't mean famous in a good way. I mean, infamous because a lot of those motherfuckers just end up losing their jobs or, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to give this person my time. Like, I'm not even going to give them my acknowledgement. I, or at least I'm going to let them know that I see them. And then I'm going to let them know I don't give a fuck that they're there and they're not going to get any of my energy. And that's the, that's the route we chose to go yesterday. But that was like my first Karen situation. Well, you know, I'm sure there were many others that I forgot. But most recently, that was my first Karen situation. I'm like, oh, let me tell this story. Hey, hey where did you say that was? Uh, Wrigley's uh, Delight? Uh, Ridgely's delight. Ridgely's delight. Hey, shout out, shout out to Karen. Uh, Ridgely's a delight. Uh, we uh, we appreciate you. I believe it's on Packer Street, Karen on Packer Street in Ridgely's delight, right across from. <laughs> hey, fuck you all the way. Hey, hey, this one's for you, Karen. Hey, hey, hey. hey also, hey, Karen. Hey, I, I'm sure you're also uh, enjoying those fireworks that are currently going off in Baltimore City that are probably driving you crazy. As much as I don't like them either, I'm glad they're there just to annoy the fuck out of you. So, <laughs> so I might, I might go back there and just like leave a flaming bag of shit on her doorstep. Um, nah, man. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. You know what? I I, I think. <clears throat> I think when you when you when you're dealing with the Karen, because we we all have, right? You know, it, it doesn't even matter your ethnic. Although you know the 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 special you know Karen uh, uh, venom is always saved for you know minorities, but everybody's dealt with the Karen in their life. You know, uh, even Karens deal with other Karens. You know, it's it's a, <laughs> Karens annoy everybody, <laughs> an equal opportunity annoyer. Um, what happens when Karen gets Karen by another Karen? Like they just try do to they. Are they like negative magnets and they're just like, <laughs> do they realize what's going on? Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, I, I think it depends on what kind of Karen they are. If they're a Karen that is any type of self-aware, then they're like, oh, I see what you're doing. 
I recognize mm-hmm. you and I appreciate you. You keep doing what you're doing. Or if they have no self-awareness whatsoever, which is a common trait in Karens, then they just go at it, you know, and, and see what, what, the, 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 the fight to the death of the Karens. That's, that's what I want to see. I want to see Karens fight to the death. Uh, uh, but um, remember that episode of like the, Inv- uh, the Incredible Spider-Man where like there was like two or three Spider-Man clones and they're all in the same room. They're all pointing at each other like, wait, but I'm Spider-Man. And you're Spider-Man. If, if man how am i spider-man that's what <laughs> them yeah most definitely man. um but yeah man shout out shout out to all the karens man um you know uh before all of this actually started uh with the whole this whole karen craze i'm not gonna lie man i i noticed like kind of an uptick in just like entitled privileged like middle-aged white women that i was just like yo are they just is it because of the state of the world that they're just like Fuck it, like you know, let's just go full blast us because it's like, yeah, like, and again, this is before the whole Karen wave sort of started. Um, I was, uh, I was kind of noticing this, and and I was like, damn, am I the only one who who feels like you know that you know there's like an uptick uh, in the uh, you know in in this sort of demographic just spazzing the fuck out on everybody? But uh, apparently not, since the rest of the world responded in kind with uh, the. The infamous uh, uh, Karen name. So, uh, so yeah. Shout out to all you Karens. You guys, uh, you guys are in very simple terms the worst. If you haven't seen it yet, you got to check out the Michelle Wolf, Michelle Wolf stand up on Netflix, mm. where she like kind of talks about it, right? Where she's like, how, like basically she says, and again her words. So Karen, if you're listening, these are her words. Um, she's like, white women want to be the most uh, um, uh, like disenfranchised and uh under like value they want to be like the most uh group they want to be the group that's impacted the most by like uh sexism and racism and you know whatever troubles of the world are going on like they want to be the number one group and it's like but you're not right white women are like white women will say like being a woman is like being it's like being black in america well it's like well, what about being a black woman in america like an actual <laughs> black woman and they're like mm, <laughs> how do i get over this one but, um I, again gotta check out that that uh, michelle wolf stand up it's on netflix very funny um yeah yeah uh all right with uh with all that shit said uh let's uh let's proceed with the uh proceedings here uh although i'm not uh, quite ready myself to do such things uh all right uh the first thing let's uh let, let's jump into right quick uh are uh what's uh, what's streaming this particular week so uh on hbo max uh or just hbo if you're old school uh you have bully coward victim the story of ron cohen um um or cohen uh i have not checked the uh, the trailer out for this. I don't know exactly what that's all about, but uh, it sounds interesting to say the least. Um, and then uh, we, in a throwback for HBO, we have uh, uh, Ford v Ferrari, which I did not get a chance to see in theaters. And I feel like I'm saying that a lot. I, I, I got tired towards the end of last year and I just stopped going to the theaters, I guess. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that, that's premiering on HBO um this particular week and then on hulu we have uh love victor series premiere and then taste the nation with uh padma lakshmi uh which i don't know if you know who that is but uh, i am a fan of hers she uh very big fan of hers she can cook and she bad Uh, very intelligent and beautiful 
but she can cook and she bad. Yeah. If I weren't currently in a relationship, I'd be sending her weird emails like, hey, let's grab some lunch Tuesday. <laughs> you got a Kevin Durant burner account on Instagram. Damn, you could still. <laughs> um, uh, so, whoops. All right. Um, so uh, on Amazon Prime, we have uh, premiering, uh, we have 7500, which is a movie uh, that we're actually going to talk about the trailer of uh, just coming up shortly, uh, starring uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, and then on Netflix, we have Marcella, season three. We have Mr. Iglesias, part two. We have A, whiskey, uh, a Whisker Away, The Order, season two, Babies, part two, which is a documentary. We have Father, uh, Father, Soldier, Son, which is a documentary. Um, we have Feel the Beat. We have Flores Lava, which is it looked weird. Have you seen the, uh, the the promo for this? I have not. I've not seen that one. Yeah, it, it's literally what it sounds like. It's like they turn a game out of the whole Flores Lava uh, thing, uh, where they it's like a game show, basically almost like. Um, ninja warrior except just with people busting their ass uh who don't have no business trying to <laughs> trying to do anything of the sort uh on an obstacle course appropriate for kids uh I, it looked appropriate but i also don't know i i kind of watched it in passing so uh i have no idea if it actually is we're playing like the floor is lava the other day um so i would love to just sit her in front of that show <laughs> And give me 30 minutes of my life back um <laughs> entertain yourself we don't have to play the floor is lava they're playing it watch them um but you know what i was and this is on amazon prime right uh yeah amazon no 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 uh this is on netflix i'm sorry that's on netflix gotcha yeah. uh going back to like what's premiering on amazon um, prime you know what should fucking premiere you should be able to watch whoever is going to deliver your package deliver it like they should make that a show if you could fucking if they could like live stream themselves like delivering your package like that shit would be exciting like if, if they're like 15 to 20 minutes away and you could like jump in and like see them like coming closer to you and like when you see like oh shit they're in my neighborhood right like i would watch that millions and millions and millions of people would be tuning in every day to watch their package be delivered they'd have like ratings through the fucking roof yeah uh don't you think that might be a slight ever so slight invasion of privacy to just have this camera following this car around the entire day <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, people's privacy gets invaded anyway. You think Amazon's selling all of your data to other companies. Your data's already out there. If you're an Amazon employee, uh, I mean, it's part of the job. Give them a raise. Can I watch you deliver my shit if you get dollars an hour? Is it, Deal? Uh, this is this is how people, you know, this how our rights get sold off. You know, we have uh, young buck entrepreneurs like yourself who are like, well, fuck it. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, you know, consequences be damned. Uh, we don't give a shit. Um, you get a percentage of the revenue. Say The driver gets a percentage of the revenue or something like that. That's a good deal. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I guess money is the cure-all for any <laughs> any distributor. Um, uh, but uh, completing uh, what's premiering on Netflix, we have uh, Feel the Beat. I'm sorry, I already said that. Uh, after Floor La Floor's Lava, we have Lost a Bullet. Uh, girls from the... Impin, impinma, 
there's no way I'm saying that right. Uh, I'll just move on. Season two. Um, then we have One Way to, uh, to Tomorrow. Then we have The Politician. Uh, and we have Rhyme, uh, Rhyme Time Town. And then we have Was ne uh, Network. And then on uh, Apple TV Plus, we have another trailer that we're going to actually talk about, which is Dads, which I'm sure you would uh, enjoy speaking about uh, uh, as well. Uh, so that is everything that we have premiering this week on uh, the various platforms. Um, have you gotten the chance this week to watch any sort of uh, any uh, streaming shiznits? Um, so like lately I've been watching uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Mm. Uh, I've also been watching this anime called Bleach, both on Netflix uh the five bloods is now it's on netflix and like i so badly want to just like stop watching uh how to get away with murder maybe take like a break from it but i also don't like to just quit because i'm on season four right i just watched season episode one of season four last night so i feel like i'm committed right but now i gotta watch all of season four and they're like 15 episodes per season and then there's season five and season six mm -hmm. so i've got at least like another month and a half, two months of, you know, shit in front of me to watch before I can watch this show that I other really, really want to watch. Yeah. Stressful. It is. Yeah. What a, what a, what a stressful life that is to decide <laughs> when to start or stop something. No one has it worse than me. Uh, I, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to assume man. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, so I was, uh, I, I I recently watched uh, Yvonne uh, uh, Oji. Um, she's uh, she plays Molly on Insecure. I, I recently watched her stand up, uh, and uh, you know, I, and I didn't even know at the time. Uh, uh, all these years that I've been watching Insecure, I didn't I didn't even know she was Nigerian, you know. But uh, but sure enough, uh, she's Nigerian, and she has this uh, stand up that basically kind of talks all about Nigeria and, and the diff the weird things that she goes through being a Nigerian American. Um, uh, and, and I, uh, there was a point to why I even asked you this and now I've forgotten that exact point that I had. So, so we'll just, Is it good? uh, probably not if I forgot it that quickly. Uh, well, no, no, I mean, oh, the state, uh, it was okay. It was okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, as a fellow Nigerian, I want to be like, yo, it was fire, you know, but, uh, it was okay. It was okay. It's like French fries that aren't hot, you know, they're just kind of like warm. You yeah, know I mean? but they're still good. Yeah. Kind of like you'll, you'll still eat them, but, you know, yeah. you just wished. Man, I should have probably eaten these earlier. Yeah. You would like, you could just call the server over, like, hey, like these, these aren't hot. Like, can you like drop them again or just bring out some fresh ones? But you also be a dick. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so, so anyways, uh, we will move on from our streaming service uh, update uh, to talk about our first, uh, first story here. Uh, so let's talk about uh, a trailer that just dropped, uh, that, uh, that dropped last week. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, so uh, before I even start off with anything, how familiar are you with uh, the Bill and Ted saga? so to speak. I've never seen any Bill and Ted movie. All I know is Keanu is in it and the man can do no wrong. He's one of the most, he should be one of the most protected people on the planet. I don't know if he has like a secret service detail 
Um, I hope he does. You know, if anyone doesn't have to pay taxes, it should be Keanu. Like Jeff Bezos on these major corporations, definitely pay your. I, don't, I mean, I, me and Keanu, we shouldn't have to pay our taxes yeah. just because we're great. Uh, but yeah, I don't know anything about Bill and Ted. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, so I remember watching Bill and Ted when I was a kid, uh, and uh, for some reason, I just came to find out or realize that everybody hates the second one, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, um, or Bogus Journey, I think it's called, uh, but everybody loves Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was the first movie in the series. Uh, weirdly enough, I'm the opposite. I remember as a kid watching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and thinking, oh, this is, this is funny, this is cool. Um, but every time I would watch Excellent Adventure, I'd be like, damn, why isn't this excellent or uh, bogus journey? Anyways, uh, neither here nor there. Um, Bill and Ted is this weird sort of like, I guess it's a comedy, but it's also kind of like a history lesson kind of situation where uh, they essentially, I, I guess, go back in time and learn about like historical figures and things like that because they're told they're supposed to affect the world. And so I don't know. It's a very convoluted sort of thing, uh, very campy. Uh, but, uh, you know, people d- developed a really you know strong cult following. And so now we get the uh, Bill and Ted's um, uh, Bill and Ted face the music, uh, which, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Watching the trailer. Ooh, uh, it, it didn't look, it, it didn't look that great. But, uh, anyways, I'll, I'll move forward with the synopsis here. Uh, so the synopsis of the film is, uh, once told they'd save the universe during a time traveling adventure, two would be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle aged dads still trying to crack out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. This is directed by Dean, uh, Parasot and is written by Chris Math, uh, Matson. Matheson, I guess it's pronounced. Uh, Ed Solomon, who I think wrote the wrote all of the movies in this series, uh, and uh, in stars Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, uh, Samara Weaving, and uh, Bridget Lundy Payne, and is due out uh, August fourteenth of this year. And it's actually, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming out, or at least as as it stands right now, it's going to be coming out in theaters. Uh, so this is another one of those films that uh, we'll be sort of anticipating the the release of um uh as the theaters open back up so um so yeah what did you think of the trailer if you got a chance to check it out uh i mean again i i don't have any reference point right because i haven't really seen the first two films so the trailer for me i I didn't quite get it again just because i don't i haven't seen the original two films but if i'm grading the trailer on its own this looks pretty funny um, looks looks like you know, it looks like a, a potentially good movie. Some laughs here and there, some like wild digital effects. Um, I wouldn't go see this in theaters, but for people who are fans of Bill and Ted um, and who've seen the other two movies, like I'm sure this the trailer for this made a little bit more sense or was a little bit more exciting. But for me, again, it, it just looked it looked interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think after Ke- like this, like Bill and Ted's whole, you know, the whole series, I think made a lot more sense before we we got Keanu Reeves and like other things. But this is where the problem of Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves pretty much in every film. This is where it kind of like hurts him a little bit. 
and what I mean by that is like every time that I see him, you know, and anything out, like it, it, since he's, this is more of a comedic film, right? Well, now I'm thinking, why is Neo trying to be funny? You know, why is John no. Wick telling jokes? Say that one more time. No, I was saying that. Like, you think so? Like, are you, you can't disconnect it from like no. the other you seen him in no and you know why because he's the same exact person in every fucking movie that's <laughs> so this is where that comes back to bite him in the ass N- not really because i'm sure this movie is going to be just as successful as anything else and and i'm sure it's n- not remotely going to hurt his career i think it's his career is sent uh set in cement uh you know uh from here on out but uh but yeah this 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 particular movie like it it, it really does display why like he basically just is the same person in every movie and so you can't like distinguish between keanu reeves as you know one character versus keanu reeves as another character because they're all the same exact character uh and so uh so yeah so this uh this this particular you know trailer didn't really hit me all that hard um i thought it was all right but um I think as I've gotten older, I don't really have the use for kind of like these type of like rehashes. Like I remember I was so excited, man. I I think the last comedy sequel that I really was looking forward to was Anchorman 2. Uh, And I remember being so excited about that. And then I saw it and I was just like, uh, we we could have just left it at one. It it was uh, really no reason for us to proceed here with with another one altogether. Um, And so, yeah, maybe it's just comedy sequels that I don't have a taste for but um but yeah they're tough it's especially like the hangover 2 was like the only comedy sequel in recent history that i could remember that like was you know just as good if not better than the first um but they're they're tough to pull off yeah they are uh which is why you know i think so few really try to right like you know if we actually think about there's actually not that many i guess comedies that uh that typically get uh you know that turns like franchises but uh you know whatever uh so yeah bill and ted um uh face the music uh, again drops august 14th 2020 uh we'll see if it holds that date uh or if it doesn't just go straight to vod um but uh but yeah Let's uh let's move the fuck on here. Um, let's talk about our um, next trailer that we uh, that we we want to react to. Uh, so this is uh seventy five hundred, which is uh, let me just give you the quick synopsis here. The emergency code for plane hijacking is seventy five hundred. A tense intense. Uh, I'm sorry. A tense intense thriller. That's who writes these fucking things. Um, Uh, A tense, intense thriller uh, told from the cockpit, uh, a flight from the Berlin to Paris uh, every day. This is a horrible synopsis of the film. I don't know why I just lift these things from IMDb. I I need to really stop doing that. Um, Everyday routine in the cockpit uh, of an Airbus uh, A319 co-pilot Tobias Ellis is preparing the plane for takeoff, which uh, then follows without incident then we hear shouting in the passenger uh, cabin a a group of young men try and storm the cockpit Uh, among them the 18 year old Vedat a fight begins uh, between crew and attackers with the desire on uh, 
on the one hand to save individual lives and on the other hand to uh, avert an uh, even bigger catastrophe. The cockpit door becomes a battleground and Tobias ends up being the arbiter over life and death. Uh, this is directed by Patrick uh, Volrith and written by him as well, uh, as well as uh, Sanad uh, Halil Basic. Basic. Uh, stars uh, J, uh, JGL himself, Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, as well as Carlo uh, Kitzler, uh, Aileen Telzil, uh, and Oreo uh, Thipot. Thipot? I don't know. Uh, and is due out June, uh, June 19th of this particular year. Holy shit, was that hard to fucking get through. God damn, whoever wrote that fucking synopsis needs to reevaluate all things about their lives holy shit that was terrible uh just hey look uh fucking uh pilot is in the cockpit and some hijackers take over the plane uh what does he do open the door or not open the door in order to meet their demands boom done yeah. let's move the fuck on with our day not this fucking three paragraph like ugh. That was pretty long. I think this person, uh, this person was fighting for their job. I imagine they're like, "You better write the shit out of this movie, synopsis, or you're fired." You're, they were late to work. Uh, they they had to really come ground in a short period of time. Didn't think through their words. Uh, apparently, um, uh, trailer though. Uh, not a, not the story isn't original, right? Like you said, uh, plane gets hijacked. Pilot needs to decide whether or not to open the cockpit door, land the plane if possible. You know, if he doesn't open the cockpit door, innocent people might die. If he does, innocent people might die. Uh, but again, JGL, you know, you, you got to trust him, right? He, he doesn't put out much shitty work. Um, and this movie, again, even though we've seen it before, right? We've seen... Uh, um, what, what, what was the what was it Fahrenheit nine was it was that it? Uh, no, that's a different thing altogether. No, what was that hijacking plane where it, like it redid the the nine eleven where they crashed into the fucking buildings? It redid that thing. The um, movie that it, talked about that. It was a movie where they where they like the movie explored like what would have happened if people on the plane uh, had actually fought back, right? If, I don't. I don't know this movie. I'm sorry. It's gonna come to mind at like a point. A, a point in time that doesn't even matter. Um, there, there was a, a Air Force One. Was that what it was called with Harrison Ford? I don't think he's like, was... get off my plane. Yeah, I, I think that was years before. Uh, that was like back in the '90s, right? Air Force One. I'm gonna look that up real quick. That was before 9/11. I'm just yeah. saying, like, that was a movie where like the plane gets hijacked, right? So we've yeah. seen like ten of these. Movies. Yeah. Um, the trailer for this one looks pretty interesting. I love the diversity of the cast here. Um, I think they're, I think based off of this trailer, they're able to tell a story that you've like seen and heard before in like an uh, a interesting, fun, new way without being cheesy and stale. So that's what I got from this trailer. Look good. Yeah. Uh, as I was kind of watching this trailer and honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, and you know, this is uh pierce, you know, we're piercing the via the veil here of the, the fate podcast. I was actually debating on whether we should even review this because like, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, you know, let's, you know, and I specifically was trying to watch this in the trailers. Like, you know, are they just like fomenting this fear of, you know, Middle Eastern people of like, hey, let's just put some Middle Eastern people hijacking a plane and like, let's just keep that going in the news cycle when it's just like, 
uh, come on, bro. Like, yeah, what are we, what are we doing here? But then, like, it didn't look like the hijackers were were you know uh, of Middle Eastern you know descent. Um, and so I'm still a little I don't I don't know how to feel about it until I actually like watch the movie, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like yeah, I can't get with that shit anymore. Of like you know, let, like let's just keep, keep perpetuating the shit and 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 making you afraid of you know Middle Easterns by you know, uh, depicting them in, in, in ways like this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I will surrender that. Yeah. Uh, JGL doesn't miss. So, you know, that's my dude, uh, day one. I pretty right. basically love everything he's in. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try just because of JGL. But, uh, if this was anybody else, I'd pass hard, but uh, if it were Mel Gibson, <laughs> <laughs> hard pass no but like like i said um i think the the cast here is diverse right and to your you make you make a good point there about like is this just stoking the flames of like oh you know if you're on a plane with middle eastern people and you know something may happen right um is that like stoking the flames of like islamophobia right uh maybe maybe not but again the trailer this movie looks good i think this movie genuinely looks good and to your point i think these are people who like are they, they most of them look like eastern european like they're from like chechnya or slovenia or yugoslavia not like the not the typical uh standard middle eastern person that's portrayed on film which is not always accurate yeah yeah um Anyways, so this is, uh, again, this is coming out uh, in just a few days, actually, on, uh, it's actually coming out on demand, it's coming out on, uh, it's an Amazon Prime film, uh, just like we mentioned during our, our stream, uh, what's new to streaming section. Um, Let's do this now, let's do a press play on this one, let's lock in. Okay, it might not be a good one, but let's... <laughs> We're here let's do it yeah uh i know we wanted to do a press play too on like uh what's that bad movie called uh, the one that has zero percent on uh, rotten tomatoes the last american crime or something like that yeah, something stupid uh but it's just like yeah if i know it's gonna be trash why am i watching it it's not i want to do a press play on a shitty movie no we, we might have an opportunity with this one so <laughs> let's see how that yeah. works out <laughs> Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on here to uh, to another trailer. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, let's just move on to this trailer. Uh, so this particular week, we got a trailer for uh, for a, a documentary coming out of um, Apple TV Plus. Uh, we uh, and I'll just give the synopsis here. Uh, director um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, teams up with her father, Ron Howard, to explore contemporary fatherhood through anecdotes and wisdom from famous funny men such as Will Smith, Jimmy Fallon, Neil Patrick Harris, and more. Again, this is uh, directed and uh, created by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I assume it's written by her the same, although there's not, uh, um, you know, there's not credits to, to that effect, at least on the IMDb. Uh, but that stars uh, Bryce Dallas herself, uh, Ron Howard, her father, uh, Keenan Thompson, Will Smith, uh, among many others, just like they mentioned, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, as you, you, you just saw on the screen. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this, uh, this is due out uh, June 19th on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, who, by the way, uh, I, I, I remember specifically canceling my Apple TV Plus membership and they're still hitting me up for charges. So Apple, if you're fucking listening to this, I don't like that fuck shit because I, I specifically, uh, I specifically, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, not declined. 
what do you, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Opted out. Yeah, canceled or yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, my Apple TV Plus shit. See, hey, but here's the thing: you didn't go through the five steps of cancellation. You probably through the four where you tell where you tell them four times like no no thank you yes i would like to cancel yes i would like to cancel today i'm 100 percent sure no i haven't been drinking I, i'm I, you know i'm not under the influence of any alcohol which is why i'm canceling you know but you didn't go through that final step uh, apparently not uh but let's let's talk dads here um so i watched the trailer for this uh and, and i was actually pleasantly surprised i just watched it actually earlier today uh, and so I was really surprised by it because it, it actually looked dope, man. It, it looked really, really good, you know. And I think, you know, there's some people who might find it cheesy or stupid or maybe they don't think Bri uh, Bryce Dallas Howard should be doing a documentary of this. Whatever. People are going to have opinions. I don't give a shit. I liked it. I thought it was dope. Um, you know, uh, it it it, sh it shows a lot of the emotional side of, of being a dad, which, you know, I, I'm not a dad myself, but I imagine that, you know, I, I, I have, uh, I just... Um, my brother just had a, a child. So, uh, you know, I just got, you know, the chance to feel like what an uncle feels like. And then my sister, there's a, there's a, there's another one on the way. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling that twice. Uh, and I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's one hell of a feeling just to be an uncle. Um, not, you know, uh, you know, much less a, a, a dad, but uh, I know that's something obviously that you can speak uh, directly to you. So I'll shut the fuck up and, and pass the mic. <laughs> No, yeah. So when I saw this, I thought it was um, I thought it was great. And I heard about this project some time ago that um, uh, Keenan uh, Thompson and Will Smith, I think they're part of the uh, production, um, uh, producing this this uh, documentary as well. Uh, as well. And when you hear about like all the other people who are part of this, I mean, you got Neil Patrick Harris, you got Jimmy Kimmel, you got Jimmy Fallon, um, you know, a lot of other like big Hollywood names. This looks really good. The trailer looks really good. And I think it's going to be like, a, it's going to be fun and it's going to be light and it's going to be easy to watch. It's going to be enjoyable. I think it's also going to be emotional. Um, and it's going to do a lot, a lot of really great storytelling, right? Because if you're a father, you know that you kind of get no love except for that one day a year where they like you get the steak but you but you have to cook the steak right because you're like oh dad throw it on the grill and it's like well, now i gotta cook my the, my own i gotta make my own gift uh, <laughs> so um but no yeah it's, it's like this is a great documentary about you know all of the uh unsung heroes like the dads out there who don't get as much love as like the moms do sometimes and um it's just it's, you know, great storytelling. That's, that's what I saw here. Um, I'm definitely going to check this out when it comes out. I have Apple TV for like another six months, so why not? They don't have <laughs> shit also. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, and, 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 I, and I think what's, uh, what's, what's interesting, man, is, is that um, with as much that's out there about shitty dads, you know, I feel like, I feel like we don't get enough you know, commentary on dads and not just whether they're good or bad, but just like the experience of being a dad, you know? And I think that we have this sort of like specific idea of what a dad's supposed to be in terms of like stoic, you know, just, you know, the person who doesn't really display too much emotion. And I guess that's kind of like born out of like, you know, obviously, you know, historical context and, and, you know, this whole idea of masculinity, but, um, but yeah, so it's just always interesting to see when something like this is explored from just, uh, and I and I hope that this is what this is going to be, but uh, I hope it's going to be sort of like this un, um, this unfiltered sort of look at, at what it is 
to be a dad, both the good, bad, and everything in between, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what you're, what you're dealing with, um, and just be frank, you know, about uh, different scenarios, different uh, situations that you might find yourself in. Um, and so I think it, it can be a really interesting exploration. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, for, I'm for one, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a funny story for you. So like the other day, right. I'm, uh, putting my daughter to bed and usually at night we lay down together just cause like it helps her go to sleep. So I'm like laying in bed with her and I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, tomorrow we're going to have to like get up a little bit earlier than we usually do because, you know, daddy has some stuff to do. So he's going to have to take you to, to, uh, um, to school a little bit sooner. And she's like, she's like, okay, like, what do you have? Like, what do you have to do? Right. Three-year-old asking me like, Oh, what do you have to do? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I explained to her, I was like, daddy just has like a project to work on and some errands to run and, you know, I got to get it done early, blah, blah, blah. She turns to me and she's like, okay, dad, you know, if you've had a good day or if you've had a bad day, just let me know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then, and she just rolls over and lays down and goes to sleep. And I'm just like, what? And I, I was really in shock. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Is she consoling me? Like, and she, yeah, I, like if you've had a good day, if you've had a bad day, just let me know. And I'm like, thank you. No one's ever said that to me. <laughs> this is what this documentary is going to be about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's like the beauty of kids, right? Like they, they, they often mimic you. So I'm sure she's heard somebody either say that or say something close to that. And so she just said it without really like a, Oh, yeah, whatever. Just let me know, Dad. Just let me know how you do. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, great project uh, from from Bryce Dallas Howard, who who I'm a big fan of. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, you know, and 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 um, recently she had a comment about um, you know everybody's been like you know it's it's the uh, you know people are just discovering. Oh wait. There's a lot of like black filmmakers and there's a lot of black films out there. Who knew? Uh, and so w one interesting thing that they've been watching is uh, The Help. Uh, and I, I don't know if we talked about this or who I talked about this with, but uh, The Help. Okay, you might have talked about this uh, last week. Uh, but The Help shot up uh, the, the views list on Netflix or whatever the fuck, the streaming services, whatever. Um, and uh, and so <clears throat> the, the, you know, all the people who are involved with the project were basically like, uh... It's probably not the probably not the one you want to start with as far as like education about black issues from a black perspective. Um, and I and I saw that they had a quote from Bryce Dallas and I was like, oh, my God, don't don't do it, Bryce. I, I love you. Don't 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 say something crazy because it's like it's so crushing when you hear the person that you like actually like say something wild and you're just like, fuck. Now I got to make yeah. business decisions each time you come out with a movie of whether I actually watch it or not. Because you're a piece not, of shit. <laughs> what, what did uh, she say? Oh, she, uh, yeah, I probably should have led with that. Uh, she she said, um, yeah, she said, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of, yeah, like, if you are, if you are interested in, like, what the actual black perspective is, don't watch this movie. Like, this isn't the movie you should start with. There's far other better movies that do it way better than this particular movie. So she got it. She got it right. And I was like, yeah, that's my girl. 
And that's very true because the, the movie is focused on a very small, it's focused on the experience of a few people in a very particular time, right? And you don't go to a movie like The Help to learn about Black history because at the end of the day in the movie, you know, the Black uh, men and women are still viewed as The Help and the movie is just about how they should just be treated better, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't think that that was like the the, the worst part of there are a lot of other learnings there, but like, uh, you know, at the beginning of the movie and end of the movie, you know, black people who like lived in that time in that area were still, you know, essentially the help, right? That's what they still were. It's just about how, you know, could, I'm not going to say it's about how things could have been better, but it's about the, their experience as the help. Yeah. I, I think, and maybe this is a more extensive conversation than we need for this particular uh, segment, but uh, but really, I think the the problem with the help is is that it 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 does it from this like sort of like again like kind of like a white savior complex, right? Where uh, where you've got I think it was uh, is it Emma Stone I think is plays like the lead character in, in, in the film, and it kind of shows oh she's the one who's trying to write these stories and trying to do the right thing and yada yada, and it's just like all right, but like if you want some real shit on like actual experiences and things like that, uh, I imagine it, it doesn't have to be written from that perspective of, you know, a white person coming in and saving the day, you know, or, or you know, revealing what's going on. Uh, so anyways, I uh, don't want to get into an extended conversation about that. But uh, but yeah, so dad's come out, uh, comes out um, again, June 19th. Uh, um, and so check it out. Yeah. Uh, and let us know in the comment section below what you what do you think about the uh, the the documentary once you once you see it uh and uh and have a chance to, to to watch it uh drop us a comment in the comment section below okay let's move the fuck on uh so let's talk about um our uh our next uh story here so so it's very interesting right we 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 get excited for like new things right like you know, I remember Christmas every year, you know, uh, if it was a good year, you know, there'd be a reason to be excited for, you know, what's going on. Oh, what, what are we getting? You know, open those presents up. Let's see what we get. Right. Uh, but then sometimes you get something you're just like, yeah, this really wasn't what I wanted. Uh, it's not really working as well as it should. Uh, it's kind of a piece of shit, to be perfectly honest with you. And that is what I'm afraid we've gotten with uh, HBO Max. Uh, we, we seem to open this gift up, play it around with it a little bit, and realize, oh, it's kind of just a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't mean to be too too blunt, but that's uh, pretty much what we're getting here. So uh, this article comes to us by way of the rap. Uh, so it, it basically explains that uh, there are some titles that are actually leaving HBO Max just after exactly one month of being out there. Uh, and so uh, this particular uh, article talks about how, um, how Tim Burton's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Catwoman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad, Jonah Hex, uh, as well as The Losers, which I think are all DC properties, unless I'm mistaken. There's some sort of weird DC thing going on with uh, yeah. with with uh, them. And so uh, all those things are leaving HBO Max starting with July 1st. Uh, they'll apparently be back at some point in time. But uh, they are leaving uh, leaving HBO Max for now. Uh, it is not immediately, and this is a quote from the article, uh, it is not immediately uh, clear why the films uh, will be uh, only available or why 
the films will only be available for the first month of the new streaming service uh, services launch or when they might return. Um, so uh, HBO Max has a collection of DC movies that will rotate on the platform. A batch of uh, uh, a batch coming, a new batch coming in July, and then another batch coming in August. And the batch uh, that is on right now uh, will be returning. What? So you know what this is? You know what this is? It's like when you have, a, let's say, you have people over, right? You're having a little get together at your place the guests start to arrive there's always that like one friend or that like the one or two friends who will come and they'll be like oh this shit isn't as lit as i hope it was and i was hoping it would be so they're like hey yo i'm about to like make a, a quick run somewhere real quick and it's all very vague you know they don't there's no like destination they don't use any specific details like yo i'm about to go run somewhere real quick to do this one thing um i'm gonna be back you know at some point in time right <laughs> just because it sucks and i feel like that's what uh, dc saw here and they're like uh this hbo hbo max shit is not really hot like that so let's go make a run let's go see if we can shop our content around elsewhere and if we can't find another buyer then we'll come back to the uh, hbo max party but we're gonna, gonna we're gonna get the fuck out of here yeah uh, you know, it, it's it's really kind of just stupid, right? Like that's exactly what it's like. It's just like, you know, we're just like we're just going to dip out, and we're not really going to say why, but you know, we're just going to leave. And I'm sure it has something to do with some sort of contracts and you know uh, the rights to properties. And sh- I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure it's very complicated, or perhaps it's not complicated. I just don't give a shit to actually like look it up and and try to uh, explain it all. Um, the main thing I want to want to kind of focus on is just like if you're HBO Max. What exactly are you bringing to the table that's different than any of your other iterations of like streaming platforms at this current moment in time? Like what is different literally about HBO Max from HBO Now, from HBO Go? And I I even watched videos explaining to me what the difference was. And I still don't know what the fuck the difference is. I have no idea. Marketing team has probably spent millions of dollars trying to like all right, we got to create short videos across multiple platforms. We got to have all of this marketing around it, and I don't I don't even think they really know. They're just like we're gonna market it as different. We don't know what the difference is. Just say different a lot and say new a lot uh, and say G unit one more time, and <laughs> and. and, and Hopefully people will sign up. Um, you, you know why I think Batman uh, Forever and whatever may have left was like, was Christopher Nolan's Batman there? Not on the list of things leaving, no. But like, it's a, it's, it's going to be on HBO Max, right? I believe so, yes. Unless they're that stupid as well. Yeah, I mean that's why it's like Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. They came, they got to the party and they saw Christopher Nolan's Batman there, and they're like, man, fuck this. We're going to go somewhere else where we're appreciated. (laughs) They'll be back, though. They'll come back like, y'all got any beer left? Light beer? (laughs) Pumpkin spice? You got any of those lima readers for us? (laughs) Um, uh, So, uh, yeah. uh, And and so, like, I'm, I'm honestly wondering, like, what the actual use is of an HBO Max. And I'm sure that they've got some original programming that they are you in development for or are going to drop it sometime? But, uh, but 
But yeah, um, and I and I guess that this is why that they did the whole thing with Zack Snyder, right? That they needed to like have some sort of jolt of energy into HBO Max because they've got literally nothing else be other than the fact that it's called HBO Max. There is nothing else that's exciting about this. This uh, and and and, uh, and and I guess they get more content from because uh, I think uh, it's really weird and convoluted. So I think. I think HBO is owned by Warner Brothers and then in turn Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T or there's like a merch. I, I, I don't know exactly what the fucking the pecking order is there. There's some relationship between all three of those. Um, and so I guess they have a broader access to the Warner Brothers content uh, library. Uh, but to be perfectly fucking honest, like. And, and we're going to talk about another, uh, you know, something else on their in their library that they're getting rid of, uh, at least for now. Um, but to be perfectly honest, like, and I don't even know if home alone is even a part of that library, but let's just use home alone for instance. I don't give a shit. Like, I, it, look, it's been home alone has been out for like half of my life. Like I've, <laughs> if I haven't watched it by now, or if I feel nostalgic, then I'll fucking buy it. If I feel that serious about it, uh, I don't need a, I don't need to get an entire streaming service in order to stream that fucking movie. So it's like, what else are you bringing? This is why Netflix it's always like, I remember when all these streaming services were announced, everyone's like, oh, this is the death of Netflix. How are they going to compete? Well, uh, I tried to explain at that moment in time that Netflix moved away from licensing other people's shit and started creating their own shit with Stranger Things, with, um, uh, I don't Narcos. know, whatever, Narcos, everything, right? That, that, that they fucking produce. Uh, they moved into that area because they saw that that would be more profitable in the end is to create their own streams where they, they that, that's, what you, that's what brings people to the table is what's the new shit for me, right? It's not let's rehash that old shit that everybody's already watched. It's what, what's, what's new. And so a lot of these streaming services are finding it extremely hard to have that compete, right? Even Disney Plus right now, and coronavirus fucked them all the way up by <laughs> by delaying uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well as WandaVision. All those all those things that people were hyped, right? Everybody was hyped for Mandalorian, but after season one, everybody's like, "All right, what else you got for me?" And Disney Plus is like, "I mean, I don't know. I got some chips over there in the corner you could have. They're a little stale, but I mean, <laughs> over there." <laughs> That people have put their hands in. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you know, so so yeah, so all, all these. The, weirdly enough, the only streaming service that I think is actually kind of getting it right, outside of of course Netflix right now, is uh, at least uh, one of the new ones that's getting it right is weirdly enough Apple TV Plus, which nobody fucking talks about. Which all they do is put out banger after banger, right? Uh, the morning show banger. Uh, um, uh, fuck, what else did they put out? They they put out something else that I was like, oh yo, that shit that shit kind of knocks a little bit. It was like either a show or a movie. Anyways, but but they they've got shit that's like actually like good, you know, versus just like and, and it's a new shit. It's not just old shit. It's new shit, you know. Um, now of course they have access to like limited uh, unlimited amounts of money, so that might help. But uh, also other, these other fucking companies should have thought about that beforehand. Um, and so so yeah, um, yeah, weird shit out of uh out of uh hbo max but uh oh the fuck well uh it wasn't like i was going to get it anyways so who gives a shit uh, you, you know what these streaming services need to do like if uh, the next streaming service that comes you got to give me a gift with signing up send me mm. a t-shirt socks some underwear like if you sign up here's a box of uh fucking 
uh, uh, organic popcorn with like no pesticides, you know, gluten free, you know, for all the, the fucking gluten people out there. Like, there's got to be something. Like, my credit score needs to go up like two or three, <laughs> <laughs> right? like something. Fuck. Like, they just want you to sign up and they're like, well, we have like content. And it's like, no, like Netflix has better content. Like, what else are you going to give me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they definitely need to uh, yeah, yeah, start start sending some shit out, uh, or or like offer you good advice, like you know, uh, start giving you like dating advice, like, look, we we've uh, we we have access, uh, we we have access to all of our uh, data that we've mined, our viewership, uh, you know, for per your profile, here's uh, the women that are interested in these particular, <laughs> and they. Need- they need to have somebody call you like, bro, this is a baddie like five, in your building on the eighth floor who also likes four of the shows like she's on her way down now. She's an elevator. Go, go. Like they need to have it like be that precise. <laughs> Other than that, why am I going to sign up? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's move the fuck on. Oh, and and, and <clears throat> also in the, in the comment section below, let us fucking know, man. Like, how do you feel about HBO Max? Do you did you do you have it? Do you like it? Do you are you anticipating, you know, some of these um, uh, perhaps some of the new things at the long term future that they're going to come out with uh, that uh, that ideally would be hitting? Um, are you anticipating that or are you just into the old shit that they have? Uh you know, let us know in the comment section below how you uh, how you feel about it. All right. Uh, with all that being said, let's move on to our our next um, story here. Uh, whoops, see Daisy. Uh, there we go. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> so in our next story, uh, you know. Again, here's another example of, um, you know, sometimes you just have things that just like linger, right? Like, like you want to get rid of them, but they just, they're just there, you know? And you're just like, ah, I mean, if it's already here and whatever, right? Like, like, like contents in your fridge, right? Like you, you might have some old ass fucking like mustard or some shit in your fridge, right? That you're just like. I should probably definitely throw that away. It's it's clearly two years old. It's developed its own ecosystem. Um, I should probably get rid of that jar of mustard. But I don't because I just don't care to. Yeah, that's what cops is. Uh, when I when I saw this thing about cops being canceled, I was like, cops is still on. They were still on. Like they were still making new episodes. Why? <laughs> Like, uh, so I, I remember when I was a kid, right? And we honestly, we, we watched Cops when I was a kid, you know? Uh, it, would, it would be one of those things that we, we'd kind of gather around and watch. Because it was, at least for back then, it was exciting television, you know? Seeing these cops, you know, chase chase people, you know, and shit. Um, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't think we were thinking too deeply about the, the actual societal impacts of that. But, <laughs> but at the time, it was, uh, it, it was entertaining, right? Um, <clears throat> but... In the years past, my dude, we have everything at our fucking disposal. We have YouTube, we have Twitter, we have Twitch, we have uh, whatever the fuck else. If you want to look something up like crazy ass, you know, uh, either arrest or whatever, just 
go to any one of those. Pl- Why are you still watching Fox or whatever the fuck they're showing cops on these days? Uh, I think it was like maybe Spike TV or what used to be Spike TV. Now it's like Paramount something um, is, is, is who di- uh, distributes it now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's so many other fucking avenues to go to of, of just wild shit to watch. Why the fuck are you still watching cops after it's been on here? Look, I'll, let me read a little bit from this article. Uh, this is an article from, um, from Yahoo, uh, cops, the true crime docuseries that has been on, uh, uh on us television for 31 years, 31 fucking years. This shit's been on. Holy shit, dude. Um, has been axed by, uh, the Paramount network in the wake of the worldwide black, uh, black lives matter protests. Uh, now the network has confirmed that it has no plans to bring it back. Uh, the show first aired in 1989. That was two years after I was born. I think the year you were born. Yeah. Um, uh, on the Fox network running for 25 seasons before moving to spike TV in 2013, later rebranded as the paramount network in 2018. It broadcast its, uh, 1000 episode in 2017 uh which the host for that by the way ironically enough was uh terry cruz who's a little bit in uh he's a little bit in uh some some hot water uh these days with some of the comments that uh that he's made in light of all the uh the the protests and and shit going on um yeah but he was uh, the host recently not recently this was back in 2017 that he hosted their 1000th episode and i guess that's because he's uh you know he's of course uh, he used to be a, a sketch artist for, um, I believe, like police investigations. Like when people would come in, right? Yeah, when people would come in and describe like the person who attacked them or something like that. I think he used to like draw or do the sketches of the person. Um, for- all, all, all bullshit with him. All bullshit with him at, uh, to the side. Super talented dude, uh, Terry. Very- Terry Cruz. Yeah, he can act. He can dance. You, you know, all- we sing. He's funny, uh, and he's definitely been in some hot water for the comments that he's made. But I think, but I don't think the comments that he made are uh, were like destructive comments. I think they were just like honest comments from someone's perspective. But you know, it's one of those things where if you're not agreeing with our side, like if you're not 100% in agreement with what we're saying, then you're not like then you're our enemy. And I think that's what he got caught up in. But here's the here's what's really interesting to me about this show, Cops. First of all, why the fuck was it on so long? Uh, who watches this? I really want to see like their ratings and their demographics. Like who is watching this? Where are they watching from? And like in what states, what age group, what uh, uh, like male, female, like what countries internationally are people tuning in to watch this from? Like that information is really important. And then second thing is imagine how many crimes were committed by police in the recording of this show over the past 32 years that never made it to television, Mm. right? That they, that they edited it out. And when something was going down, they were like, uh, turn the cameras off, look away. Cause if you're a producer of of the show, you probably witnessed these officers commit so many crimes, but your, your goal is to produce a good show, not like be, uh, not police to police. So, you know, they, I, I can't imagine how many, like, you know, cases of police brutality that um, that they caught on camera or how many times the officers may have planted evidence on a suspect that they caught on camera, but they're just like, hey, this will make for better TV if like, if we find the crack over there, right? 
stuff it in his pocket. It'll make for great television. Like you just have to wonder like what all that, uh, you know, what truth is in all that footage that never made it to air. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're kind of axing it is, is because of all the, just like the different little nuances of it that is kind of like fucked up, like just perpetuating uh, a lot of stereotypes and it's seeing shit like this that perpetuates, uh, you know, uh, some of the, uh, thought processes and things like that of, uh, you know, um, not just people who are, who are like, like let's say is, are, are, are poor, right? Um, but perhaps a little more broadly speaking of black people, right? That, that uh, you know, I think over the course of the years, you know, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck the stats are, but I'm sure they've shown, you know, hun hundreds, if not, you know, they're clearly in thousands now, thousands of, of times of apprehending black suspects, doing this, doing that, whatever, on repeat, on syndication, year round, you know? And what that does to people's psyche of, oh, well, I associate black with criminals, like, you know, and, and to have that sort of like go through your mind again and again. And so it's like shows like these are just like, all right, well, what the fuck's the use of this shit? You know, um, imagine all the people who grew up watching this show who ultimately became police officers who saw this behavior and like saw these criminals constantly being like black or Hispanic uh, and were, you know, kind of conditioned to, to, as you said, to see those people, people of color as the criminals because of shows like these perpetuating stereotypes. Um, I, I think First 48, you know, I think that show might be next to get axed. Um, uh, do you remember the show uh, uh, Bait Car? No. Yo, so it, it was a show that was pretty much designed, like this is the premise of the show. They would take a car and then they would go put it in uh you know usually it was a predominantly black or hispanic neighborhood they would like have some white woman get out of the car and like leave it running keys inside windows down and it would be like a nice new car right and then they would wait for someone to jump in and steal it and then the car was like already rigged with like police equipment that would lock the doors and lock the windows so the person could get out so they would bait people into stealing a car make a show about it and then the people get arrested and now they're uh now they're criminals right how so it's did like, this make it to air what the fuck this was a tv a real tv show that was on for like several seasons if not like a one a couple years uh, shit it might still be on well but the whole whole premise of the show was to set people up to get felonies well to, to be fair i guess we can uh it's a, it's not maybe the same thing but it's fairly similar to like uh fucking to catch a predator right like so it's it's kind of the same premise so i can't i guess i can't be too sh uh, shocked about that um but yeah that's a lot of shit those guys were dirtbags yeah <laughs> were yeah I, I mean like and so like it, obviously these shows get like it, it gets called into question of like what the, the the use of these shows are and yada yada right um the thing that i want to know is uh if you're you're asking before about the demographics right and what i think is the demographics who watch cops have to be the same people who like watch like judge judy or some shit right because it's like judge judy's been on or at least and i guess her show got like she just stopped making her show if i'm remembering correctly um and so she's uh, got a new show coming yeah 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 she's like oprah right like I i'm just gonna cancel this show and just have my own network how about that like that seems like a that seems like a glow up um and so 
uh, it's got to be the same demographics, right? Because it's like, yo, they're, they were on air for 31 years. What different thing are they sh like, could you imagine what the fucking, the meetings were, uh, for fucking cops of like, yo, what are we doing this season? Uh, let's, let's brainstorm. Let's, 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 let's get the creative juices flowing of like what we're going to do. And then somebody's like, um, I think this season, maybe we focus on perhaps like arresting, uh, and apprehending, uh, different people, um, who may or may not be necessarily committing a crime. And everybody's like, I mean, I think that's it. I think that's, that's what we got to go with in year, you know, 25. <laughs> let's, let's go with that exact thing that we've been doing for the last fucking 30, <laughs> three decades. <laughs> like this is, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's wholly ridiculous, dude. Uh, that this no, show was on for that long. I guarantee you someone at some point threw out an idea of like, hey, like let's maybe start to explore um, like other areas of crime, like fraud, you know, white collar crimes, uh, money laundering, embezzlement, um, and the cops who are like investigating and making those arrests. And they're like, mm, um, Jim, Jim, uh, Jim, before, uh, before you go on anymore, um, let me just, uh, if I can see you in the other room real quick. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, Hey, Jim, why don't you just take some time off, man? Um, you know, I, I know you've been overworked a little bit lately and, and you probably just need some time off. Uh, why don't you just take, you know, kind of like a, a two or three week vacation, you know, and then like, let's, let's reevaluate things after that. What did I do wrong? Um, you know what? You didn't really necessarily do anything wrong. Um, you know, aside from everything. Um, but you know, it's, it's not really you. I just don't know if it's a good fit, you know? Uh, but, uh, but let's reevaluate things in about three or four weeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you. Don't call me. Don't call me. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you. Our viewers don't want to see white people getting arrested, okay? <laughs> They're here for a reason. They want to see those Hispanics and those blacks in the back of those cars. That's what they're here for. Fraud, embezzlement, wiretapping. You know, they don't want to see, or um, like, um, what is it? Not wiretapping. Uh, it might just be fraud. Anyway, yeah. they don't want to see that. Well, well, you know what's so fucking interesting about that is, is that they actually do want to see that because tell me people don't eat up do documentaries about like fucking Enron and shit uh, about all those white collar crimes. They made a fucking movie that was one of the best movies uh, of that year. I think it was, uh, I forget what movie, what year the big short came out. It's fucking highly popular movie. Yeah, people want to see that shit, you know? That's a more educated audience than the people who've been watching Cops <laughs> for 32. They, the, the people who've been watching, if you watch Cops, you're there for a reason. Fair enough. Uh, well said. Uh, so let, let us know in the, uh, the comment section below how you feel about the cancellation of cops. Are you going to miss it? Are you going to shed some tears? Uh, or is it uh, Sarah Sarah? You know, uh, goodbye to fucking cops. I forgot it was on. <laughs> uh, maybe those funds can be redistributed to better things <laughs> than to this shitty ass show. Uh, so anyways, uh, we'll move uh, the fuck on here uh, to other happenings. Um so in, in speaking about um, shit that uh, that that's gotten canceled in the wake of this, um, you know, coronavirus uh, or not coronavirus, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter moment that we're that we're having here uh, all kind of uh, sparked off. Uh, I, I would say that if, if we're looking at, you know, when this all sort of like kind of started in, in the general public, I would say we start with Ahmad uh, uh, Arbery. Uh, that it, the, the the sort of the the feeling of it got got sort of like you know uh, the flames of it started started uh, kicking off then and then you know the whole George Floyd thing sort of you know pushed it over a tipping point and and to be perfectly honest the story that um 
that everybody's kind of waking up to, and I'm not going to lie, just, you know, me, myself, I'm, I'm all, honestly, you know, kind of waking up to it is uh, Brianna Taylor. Uh, the thing that that's gone on with, with, uh, uh, you know, that happened to her, uh, and the fact that, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody's gotten, nobody's gone nope. to jail for it yet is yeah. beyond perplexing. Like it's, it's not even, it, 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 it's, it's unfathomable that nobody's gotten locked up for that yet. But anyways, um, uh, so in, in the wake of all this, just like we just talked about with cops, you've seen sort of the shift in, in that's permeating pretty much every walk of life right now, right? Um, in, in some way or another. And so in, in Hollywood, uh, they're also making some changes. Uh, we'll see if those changes are permanent. I have my doubts. Uh, but uh, one of those changes uh, has been to remove um, uh, uh, Gone with the Wind from HBO, the HBO Max library, uh, uh, at least for the moment. Uh, so I'll read a little excerpt here from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Gone with the Wind, um, uh, the Civil War epic, uh, and I already hate how this is worded, but uh, the Civil War epic considered a classic uh, of... American cinema has temporarily uh, been pulled from HBO Max. Uh, the movie, uh, uh, or sorry, the move comes as media companies reappraise content in light of nationwide protest over police brutality and systemic racism, uh, racism after the death of George Floyd, a black man killed by Minnesota police earlier on Tuesday. Paramount Network canceled the long-running uh, police reality show Cops, as we, we talked about before. Uh, long considered controversial for its depiction of black people and its uh, p- uh, positive view of slavery, Gone with the Wind faced uh, renewed scrutiny after an op-ed by 12 Years a Slave screenwriter John Ridley published in the New York, or, I'm sorry, published in the Los Angeles Times on Tuesday. Uh, in the op-ed, Ridley called on HBO Max to consider removing Gone with the Wind from its platform as the film had its own unique problem. Uh, uh, it doesn't just fall short, and this is a quote from, uh, I believe, Ridley himself, uh, doesn't just fall short with regard to representation. It is a film that glorifies the antebellum South. It is a film that, when it uh, is not ignoring the horrors of slavery, pauses only to perpetuate some of the most painful stereotypes of people of color, uh, Ridley wrote. Um and so, uh, so there's more to the, the article, but uh, but I'll pause there and uh, and and uh, have uh, have us weigh in on, on this. Uh, what did you think when when you saw this? Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? Let's start there. Fuck no, never seen Gone. With the Wind. Um, you know, I, I have no emotional attachment to this movie. I haven't seen it. I don't think it's a classic. Like you know, I don't I don't really have any commentary about the film it said. Um, or, or the film itself, but like this does remind me of something that uh, that my brother said yesterday, which which I thought was like very interesting and insightful, right? Um, when we look at like things in history that are you know revered or looked looked upon in a positive light, even though those things weren't necessarily positive themselves, right? Around the country, we see statues of um, uh, you know you know, fucking generals and lieutenants and colonels and commanders that were a part of like this, you know, the, um, the Soviet army, uh, right. Like being torn down. And there are a lot of people who are upset about that. Like, why are you tearing down statues of Colonel Lee or whatever? Um, you know, he, he was a historic figure, right. Where it's like, well, he was a historic figure for fighting against the North 
to maintain slavery in the South? Like, why are we keeping his statue up? Um, so the comment that my brother made was about like, you know, we were talking about like the the protesting versus like the looting and the rioting that are going that's going on around the country, right? And how, you know, I don't under, you know, I'm not gonna go out and do those things. I'm not gonna, you know, riot. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna burn down any buildings. But I understand like where the anger and frustration comes from. Uh, and then we like went into the conversation about like, all right, what if you burn something down or something burns down, what gets burned down? Like burn down a Walmart, but don't burn down that like beautiful historic building or that red, that brownstone, uh, you know, home, right? Well, it's like, at the same time, like, fuck that brownstone, right? If we're going to, if we're going to create change, you can't really try and save some of the past because, oh, well, I like that piece of the past. It looks prettier. Like I enjoyed that little thing. No. I mean, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, burn it down. I mean, I'm sure there are people who love gone with the wind, but this shit was racist. Fuck it. Take that, get that movie out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I partly feel the same way. Uh, and, and let me explain. Um, no, you don't get to explain. You have to agree with me. That's, that's how this works. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. You said, you said that, uh, I wholly <laughs> agree with you. I have no dissenting opinions that. whatsoever. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, the reason why I say I partly agree, partly disagree is that, uh, okay. It, we have what's called our, what I've in short, time dubbed the Eminem paradox. What do I mean by this? What do I mean by the Eminem paradox? For those who would indulge me for a second, Eminem, uh, I don't, I forget whether it was last year or the year before, right? It was, I think maybe 2018. He had a very infamous, uh, beef with machine gun Kelly, right? Uh, MGK. Uh, they, they had this back and forth. Uh, some words were said, uh, MGK, uh, MGK comes out with this song, Eminem, uh, the, the onus was then on Eminem to perhaps respond. Eminem had a dilemma. Should I respond or should I just leave it? Because if I respond, then I'm gassing MGK's fire, right? He's benefiting off of my resistance, right? If I don't respond, then his words go unimpeded and people think he just rolled over me, right? What do I do? You know? And I feel like that's where we are with a lot of these things that uh, we're now going back and reevaluating, right? Um, the 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 statues, I don't really give a shit about. Go and take them down. And that's because I'm very unsentimental about like statues. Like I really don't give a shit about them. <laughs> but that's just me. I, I I just don't really give a shit. But uh, um, so do whatever the fuck you want with those. I don't I don't really care. But movies are kind of a different situation. And the reason why I say that is because. And, and maybe this does apply to like anything is like, I get the impetus to like take them down. Now, mind you, th this particular movie, it isn't disappearing from uh, HBO Max's library forever. It's actually only disappearing for a short period of time. And then there, when, once it, and once it returns um, from, um, uh, you know, from this hiatus or whatever, uh, they're going to include uh, some sort of like amendment to it, uh, that they're not changing the movie at all, but they're going to add something onto it, like an explainer saying, hey, by the way, the movie you're about to watch is pure shit. Uh, enjoy watching it, is essentially what they're going to do. It's, it's clear. As fuck, are you sure you want to watch this? <laughs> if you find yourself smiling at any point 
uh, and watching this, you actually might be a little racist, but just just a disclaimer. (laughs) Report of who watched it. Yeah, I know. Well, no, because that, that then that gets weird because it's like, what if you're watching it in order? This actually drives to the heart of exactly what I'm saying is. If you if you the reason why I call this the Eminem paradox is because just like Eminem had to make that decision with responding to MGK because he didn't want to give him like more gas. Right. He didn't want to like have people even think MGK is even like in the same stratosphere as him. Right. But um that's what I think about movies like this is, is that you run the risk, right, uh, of making it so that now people are people who weren't even thinking about Gone with the Wind are suddenly like, oh, my God, I've got to see Gone with the Wind now. And now we've got to see what that whole thing's about when it's just like if you never said anything in the first place. I don't think like people in 2020 are really like, oh, Gone with the Wind. That's a cool. And I understand that there's a weird situation in that it's considered a a. a, a a film classic, right? Um, and I don't know if it's that way because of the technical aspects of, of it being filmed or because of the story, right? Uh, I don't, I don't exactly sort of know what the um, and, I, and I'm sure I heard about this at some point during you know my brief stint in in, in film school, um, but I can't remember what actually people you know like about it um, because I haven't, I've never actually seen, I've only seen clips of it, I've never actually seen the full film, right? Um, but, uh, but my worry is, is that now you make this like, oh my God, that, 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 that edgy book that we're not supposed to read, but I have it though, and I can read it. Um, you know, uh, you, you run the risk of making it, you know, the myth of this more than it actually is, you know, whereas if you had asked me two weeks ago, Hey, how do you feel about God within? I'm like, I don't know. It's a movie. I don't know what the fuck you want to say. Like, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Right. But now it becomes a different conversation of like, oh my gosh, well, like even I'm thinking, well, shit, do I have to go watch Gone with the Wind to see what all the fucking the fuss is about, about Gone with the Wind now? Um, even though I had no interest in doing that prior to this, you know? Um, so that, that's all I'm saying is, is that when you start to like do shit like this of like removing stuff and, 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 you know, you run the risk of having the opposite effect, right? Like it, when, when, um, when somebody says something like in a tweet or something like that, that they, they really don't want people to like pay attention to or worry about, the last thing they should do is like tell people that, right? Like, hey, don't do X, Y, or Z. Because then people are literally just going to do X, Y, or Z. You're asking them exclusively to do X, Y, or Z. The best thing you do is not say a goddamn thing about it and nobody will give a fuck about it, you know? Um, but I can see where the, the push and pull of it comes from. Uh, I just don't know if it's... I don't know if it's the best practice, but I understand. But anyways, um, I mean, yeah, I definitely get your side of it. Right. And it's like, you know, the, the you know, there, there are two sides to the coin. There's a side where it could backfire and, and, and now you bring more attention to the thing. Right. Um, I also don't think that's a bad thing either, right? Because it's like, all right, if if we know that this is a movie that's you know pro slavery and you know depicts the um, the most nasty, vile, uh, you know. Uh, uh, things about like racism and, and really perpetuates those stereotypes, right? If we know that about this film, and then like like let's let's look at who's protecting it, right? If we know that those things are true about this movie, who is still like, uh, no, it's a great movie, and I'd rather you know know who the the defenders of this terrible thing are by bringing attention to it than just by letting it be and letting like those defenders and the, the people who love this like wildly racist movie continue to love it. I'd rather know who they are 
by forcing them to to come out and defend it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. There, there's there's another side to that argument that I, that I won't necessarily try to hash out here because I'm not sure if it's like a fully formed thought in my own brain. But like there's an aspect of it that perhaps some people might like the movie, not necessarily because of the content of it uh, in terms of its glorification of slavery, but perhaps because of like the technical aspects, right? If you're if you're a film buff, perhaps you're looking at this through a different lens than the actual content, which I'm not absolving. I'm not absolving the person of that. I'm just saying like, perhaps they're looking at it through a slightly different lens, but perhaps that's something they need to address that. Hey, like, I know you really like this shit, but also it's racist shit. So, so why don't we, why don't we stay away from it? Um, but, uh, but anyways, um, let me finish up with the article here. Uh, so, uh, and, and this is actually one thing that I think is fucking crucial to understand about why this is all so fucked up. Uh, so, in terms of like the actual movie itself, uh, not for necessarily what HBO Max is doing. So to give you the last bit here, HBO Max said Gone with the Wind will eventually return to the service with a discussion of its historical context and a denouncement of uh, those very depictions uh, of black people in slavery. So that's what we talked about before in terms of them sort of, you know, when it comes back, it'll come back with something added onto it. But then this is the part that I was like, this is the part people need to fucking pay attention to when they're like, I don't see what the fuck the big deal is. Like, it's it's fine, right? So Hattie McDaniel, who played Mammy uh, in in the film, who's, you know, you can see right now, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, uh, was the first black person to win an Oscar. She won, I believe she won Best Supporting Actress. Um, but due to racial segregation at the ceremony, she sat separately from the Gone With The Wind co-stars and at a table in the back of the room. Now, tell me if that's not fucked up, right? That you say, are we not merciful? Are we, are we not, are we not kind, right? Hey, you know, you say we're racist, but this, this black woman who started in the film, she won best supporting actress. Oh, but she, she can't sit with this table with the rest of her cast and, and yeah. crew. She's got to sit at the others. I mean, it's just how it is. You know, it's just a small thing, but you know, hey. Oh, say that one more time. No, I'm saying like, oh, it's just how it was. That's how things were back then. And it's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so so I think that in a nutshell is what like led me to believe like, yeah, come on. Like, we're, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about here? This is, this is a racist ass film uh, that glorifies some bullshit. Uh, and honestly, it, it doesn't really have any place in society. But yeah, again, my fear is that perhaps we've given it new life. Uh, which can have sort of an opposite effect of what you're intending by by, you know, uh, by essentially getting rid of it, but HBO Max isn't even doing that. So all the people in the comment section who might say, "Oh, I, you know, I, you know, I can't believe that they're, you know, I got to go buy a digital, you know, um, uh, physical copy of the film," and you're just you're acting stupid. Calm down. It's not like they're getting rid of the film from the fucking Library of Congress or some shit. Relax. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're, we're, we'll move the fuck on uh, to our next story here. Uh, and and by the way, let us know in the comment section how you feel about it. Do you think it's a good move, bad move that HBO, uh, HBO Max has done uh, in in getting uh, getting rid rid of the film at least temporarily until they can sort of uh, put put in uh, put in uh, an add on to it uh, to explain how fucked up it is, uh, or do you not? Uh, or are you going to be you know saying some bullshit as I very much expect uh, you to say in the comment section? Either way, let us know. Uh, any activity helps us out. <laughs> so, uh, all right. 
let's let's talk about another case here that uh, that's very interesting. We we talked last uh, I forget when we talked about this. It was either earlier this year or late last year that we talked about Byron Allen and his sort of like saga against um, Comcast. Uh, so let me give you uh, a bit of a uh, an update here from LA Times. So Los Angeles uh, media mogul uh, Byron Allen. Uh, has ended his high-profile legal battle uh, over alleged racism um, by cable juggernaut Comcast uh, Corporation after a five-year campaign that reached the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. Allen has long maintained that Philadelphia-based Comcast refused to offer his TV channels in its cable bundles uh, because he was black. Uh, his suit, filed in 2015, sought $20 billion. Uh, but with the settlement announced Thursday, Allen achieved his goal by gaining carry, uh, carriage uh, for three of his cable channels, uh, comedy.tv, uh, recipe.tv, and justicecentral.tv on Comcast Xfinity cable television packages. Comcast also agreed to extend the distribution deal for the Weather Channel, which Allen acquired in 2018, and uh, 14 broadcast stations that uh, Allen owns. Um, so, so yeah, let's uh, let's start there, and then let's start parsing through this a bit. Um, what do you, what do you think about it? Uh, I think five years is a long time uh, to be <laughs> battling, you know, uh, in in court about something that seems. Uh, and, and again, I don't know. We've talked about this, um, but we don't know all the details. Like we don't, we haven't read any of the court documents. We don't know what was in the filing. Uh, we just know like the surface level of, you know, the alleged racism. Comcast wouldn't carry channels by Byron Allen. You know this black uh media mogul who uh owns i think he owns over like 51 different tv channels and several different networks so he has a large um media conglomerate right and comcast is basically like hey listen we're not going to carry any of your shit without any real explanation as to like why um uh, his channels and his networks were not being carried on Comcast. Uh, I wonder if the settlement includes like losses, you know, like, Hey, if I was on, on your platform uh, as I write, as I should have been in the event that you hadn't barred me due to, uh, you know, alleged racism, does he recoup any potential losses? Uh, I think that'd be um, maybe like a, a weavy web to get into, but I think that the settlement comes at an interesting time for Comcast. Uh, I think it's more of a, hey, let's avoid any um, potential backlash because of this whole, because of the Black Lives Matter movement by this five-year legal battle with this uh, highly successful black uh, media mogul. You know, I think that's what it's about. If, if, it, if all of this wasn't happening right now with, you know, after uh, George Floyd's passing and the Black Lives Matter movement, I think Comcast would have uh, still been battling at this in court. So this is just a, uh, a PR move. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I think very much so. Uh, Comcast, as shitty as their service can be at times, uh, they're, they're very, you know, they're, they're very hip to what the fuck's going on. You know, they, uh, they've got their ears to the street, unlike the producers of, you know, the show cops of, you know, <laughs> and I guess if it lasted for 31 years, then, you know, maybe they, they did have their ears to the street and perhaps they were saying that, hey, yeah, like, give us more cops. You know, they, they whatever de demographic they were targeting. Anyways, besides my point, 
Um, so yeah, I think a hundred percent that this was in reaction to everything that's going on in the, in, in uh, society right now, as far as, uh, the elevation of, uh, these, you know, black issues, um, or issues concerning black people, um, uh, as far as, you know, how society interacts with, with black people by and large, when it, when it comes to things like this, uh, of, uh, whether it's business dealings or whatever the case is, like every, you know, uh, I, I was, I was playing Madden the other day, you know, uh, and, uh, I was playing it online. And, um, one of the first messages that pops up, uh, when you, when you pull it up is, is, you know, uh, a statement about black lives matter. Right. Uh, which is like, <laughs> um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that Madden was like, no, nah, we got a way in here, right? You know, we, we've got something to say here. Um, so it's like everybody knows what's up at this mo uh, exact moment in time, and Comcast is no different. It knows that, well, fuck, if if we've got this suit going on with this dude basically alleging racism for not carrying his 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 uh, 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 television stations, um, and there's this Black Lives Matter situation going on in society, well, I don't know. On our on our little calculator here, let me carry the two divide. Well, yep, that, that doesn't spell, you know, or, or calculate spell. Uh, that doesn't calculate to, you know, a, a good scenario for us if we allow this to continue. So let's just wrap this up in a tight little bowl. Let's essentially give him everything that he wants and let's make the shit go away, you know? Um, so I think they're, they're smart about it. But there was actually another aspect to this that was uh, one of the reasons why it was such an important case. One of the reasons why it was so um, pivotal uh, that it, it actually didn't really have like a good ending, to be perfectly honest. Even though Alan essentially ended up getting what he wanted, I don't think that was really the, the, the point to why this was so significant in society overall. So, uh, so I'll, I'll read here from again from the article from uh, LA Times. Um, uh, his suit was legally significant because it relied on the Historic Civil Rights Act of 1866. Uh, enacted a year after the Civil War, it declared that blacks uh, shall have the same right to make and enforce contracts as is enjoyed by white citizens. So the reason why that's significant is because whatever the Supreme Court came down with would essentially, you know, it, it would be the thing that uh, that, that future generations would have to deal with as far as like the precedent that, that, that sort of set. Um, and so I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg, although, you know, they had, I think a unanimous decision about this nine to zero, um, that everybody was, uh, uh all the people on the Supreme court were basically saying like, no, like we, we don't think that you have enough evidence to prove that, um, Comcast was indeed, uh, that, that racial bias or, or race had a specific, like that was the specific reason for that. It may have played a part, but it wasn't the primary reason why they didn't, uh, why, why Comcast didn't, didn't carry his, uh, his channels. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's a Supreme court justice, she, I think she said it best. They, they had an art, uh, they had a quote from here, here in the, uh, the LA times. She says an equal right to make contracts is an empty promise without equal opportunities to present or receive offers and negotiate over terms. I think that's in a nutshell says everything you need to know uh, about this situation, right? That it, it, it's not enough to say somebody has the right to do something. Because in practice, if you never actually give somebody the opportunity to do something, then what the fuck good is the right, right? If, if you say, hey, uh, you have the right to, as an American, to eat 
40 hot dogs a day if you want it, right? But you know that there's no fucking hot dogs within a 200 square mile of me. Then what the fuck good is the right to eat hot dogs if I never have the opportunity to buy a fucking hot dog, you know? Um, and so, uh, and so, and so, yeah, so I, I think that that's why this case was significant and it did not go, you know, the, the way that, uh, that, that would have, uh, would have established more clear cut and more straightforward guidelines as far as situations like this of dealing with sort of, uh, you know, situations where you do feel like it, it's a, it, it's clearly a discrimination thing. And look, um, uh, so he had some pretty, I think, significant evidence on his side. I think that there was a quote, um, and I'm trying to find it here. Oh, man, I didn't save it. Uh, damn. While you look for that, I, I hope that this isn't, this isn't the end of it, right? I hope like that, I mean, and now granted, while this is the end of this particular trial, I hope that this is not the end of the, like, you know, kind of like a peeking behind the veil or uh, investigation into you know comcast's practices like do is this uh something that they do often like uh not agreeing to show minority channels or networks on their platform um for these same reasons as to why that as to why they denied byron allen's uh ability to feature his channels and networks on their program like i, I highly doubt this is an isolated incident and it, it was just him versus comcast i feel like there's more there uh so i, I even though there was a settlement, I hope that this is not the end of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so part of that evidence that I was talking about, and I mean, again, this isn't all damning in and of itself, but one of them was like, holy shit. It was, uh, uh, he, he essentially alleged that um, one Comcast executive um, basically said that uh, we're not trying to create any more uh, uh, Bob Johnsons. Now, you might be wondering who the hell is Bob Johnson. So Bob Johnson is another sort of like media uh mogul who uh who owns all sorts of things you know entrepreneur you know uh in, in the whole nine um who who also uh um uh and and, and i think he was the, one of the co-founders of uh bet uh bob johnson was um and so it was um yeah it, 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 they were essentially saying like he byron allen in this case was alleging that oh like you know, they basically said this, like, hey, we don't want to create another Bob Johnson, which is pretty fucking significant that a uh, Comcast executive would say that. Now, again, I don't know exactly what evidence he, he, he might have to, that he said that or not. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's like, well, how do you prove that somebody did something specifically because of race? Like, when are you going to have, like, the fucking, like, is there a, like, unless you have somebody fucking detailed and followed around and fucking like have like recordings and shit of the things that they say, it's like, well, nobody's going to put in a fucking email. Yeah. He's well, and then they might, right. Uh, they might, yeah. they might. Uh, yeah. But then you have to get a uh, fucking, uh, what's the hacker group called? Uh, uh, anonymous. You might have to get anonymous on the case. Give me that fucking email, you know? Um, I mean, shit. John Schaffner, the, the, the former, like, uh, I believe he was the president and CEO of Papa John's. He said it on a conference call. So there, there are the dumbasses out there. Uh, very true. Very true. Um, but if, if they're at least even remotely smart, they're never going to put that in an email. They're never going to produce any sort of tangible evidence that, yeah, I'm definitely doing this because uh, this person's, you know, black or Asian or whatever the case is uh, that, you know. And so it's like, well, if, if it's like you can see all the plain text that, hey, the same thing, the same opportunity that you're affording to other people, you're clearly not affording to uh, 
minorities or very more specifically black people, it's just like, well, the thing that we can all see is happening. We're like, ah, I don't know. You can't prove it, even though it's clear that this shit, uh, you know, that it's actually happening. So, um, it's very, very interesting where, where all that sort of went and, and how it sort of ended up because, you know, I think Byron is, uh, Byron Allen, you know, and, and I'm sure it was a very long and, and tenuous, um, process to have to go through that legal battle and show, I, I'm sure I should shut the fuck up. But the thing I'd like to say is, is like, I'm not sure if it was a dub, you know, I think that it might've been actually kind of an L a little bit, you know, not even a little bit, like probably a lot bit, uh, as far as dealing with other cases like this, because now again, that sets a precedent where essentially the Supreme court was like, nah, you got to go back and find more specific concrete evidence that this took place. Um, and that can make things a whole lot more complicated for people in those situations. Yeah, and sometimes a settlement just means nobody wins. It's like, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna go any further than here. Let's just figure out a way to end this conversation. Um, but if there was more conversation that needed to be had, you know, sometimes justice is lost in the settlement, right? Um, like the thing that really should have happened doesn't because they, there was a settlement. Uh, but you know what? Uh, um, when you said you played Madden earlier, they should have invited John Madden back to do, <laughs> to 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 actually say it, right? They'd be like, and the quarterback hikes the ball to the to the running back, and then boom, touchdown, black line. Lives matter like that should be the intro of madden that would be that, that would be fire though uh just like all of john madden's uh commentary none of it makes sense but it was always great yeah yeah but then don't let madden come out and say some wild ass shit like and then he throws a touchdown you know uh, you got this person he ran an xyz route and uh, that, that's great uh also uh i don't get what the big deal is uh, i don't understand what uh i don't understand what that part out edit it out they're just like john thank you for coming in today we appreciate you uh you never have to do this again just to let you know <laughs> um all right let, let's uh let's move on here uh to one of our final stories um well uh ladies and gentlemen it's it's happening it's happening the very slow and painful demise of movie theaters is essentially being uh solidified uh, in, 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 in front of our eyes here. Uh, so we just got word this past week and, and this particular article comes to us for, by way, um, uh, by way of IndieWire, uh, Christopher Nolan's tenant has been removed, uh, by, uh, Warner brother, uh, or I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan's tenant has been moved by Warner brothers from its original July 17th, uh, release date to July 31st, as the studio continues to recognize its release, uh, calendar in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, the studio on Friday, uh, also moved back, uh, a pack of other dates, including releases for Wonder Woman 1984 and the upcoming matrix sequel in its place. Uh, Warner brothers will re-release Nolan's inception on uh, July 17th in theaters time for the film's 10th anniversary. Uh, so yeah, it's fucking happening. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think it's happening, it's happening. Yo, as great as inception was, I'm not going to fucking go to the movie theaters to see that it's on Netflix. I can watch <laughs> this shit. in the room I'm in right now. There's a couch right there. And there's a TV right here. I can go on that couch and turn on that TV and watch it. Why the fuck am I going to go to a movie theater and risk running into Corona? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. But um, so we should call this segment of the show pump fake. Cause we're going to go through a list of other, um, a couple other movies that, you know, did the same pump fake. Uh, I, I, you know, I commend Christopher Nolan. I, I commend you, um, uh, Warner brothers for, uh, you know, 
for selling me the deep route and then you know checking down to the tight end you know hey listen you 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 still got the first down um you know you you got another fresh set of downs actually the clock is running uh but you're still in in a position to win the game here yeah Uh, we're just going to stay football uh analogies for a while so you know i I think this is gonna happen like we felt it we knew it was gonna happen we knew that july 17th was just around the corner and there was no way that this movie was going to be in theaters by then people aren't aren't going to be comfortable going back to the movie theaters by then uh so you know i i feel like as much as i would have like to have seen them stick to their guns and be in theaters on july 17th we knew that this was going to happen yeah um I'd be lying if I said I didn't like I was like caught 50 50 of like I think there's a good chance that it'll show but then I also think there's a good chance that they might move it this close to the release date I didn't think that they wait this close like we're what one exactly like one month away basically from from the release I thought for sure it would have been like maybe two months ago that they would have thought ah you know what let's just hedge our bets and just like let's just push it back you know even if it is just like two weeks or like maybe like even a month right and then and so when we get to this time when it's getting closer, we're not like, oh my God, they pushed it back, right? Because there's still clearly a concern, right? Um, uh, we would have been like, oh, we've been on that. Like they've been pushed it back. So it's fine. Like we, we already know when it's coming. Like, you know, it's fine. We'll wait till August or whenever to, to view the film. But now I think they fucked up, right? Because now they've shown their cards that they kind of know. Like, Tell me why the fuck they think two weeks is going to do a goddamn... Like, what is two weeks literally going to do, aside from perhaps having the theaters maybe work out a little more of their plans, but they literally have this entire time to work out their plans. So if they don't have a coherent plan by now, they're never going to have one, (laughs) Uh, to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, Here's why... Here's why the pump fake here was so good, right? You know, they they sold the post route to the single safety because, you know, they, they had single man coverage, right? And they had one safety over top. They sold the post route. The the safety over top went with this um, with, a you know, wide receiver one. And then you got the middle of the field open to check down to the tight end, right? Little pump fake, sell it. Bam, check down to the tight end. I should have never um, mentioned Madden. Yeah, yeah never. So he, and here's what that buys when I talk about that fresh set of downs, right, that's the two week window that they got. So they could run a few more plays, try and get some more yards, try and get another first down, try and score the touchdown and win the game. Now the, the article says that they pushed the July 17th release date, which was the theatrical release date. And they pushed it to July 31st. It does not say a July 31st theatrical release. That wow. could be a July 31st VOD release, nope, right? Nope. nope. It's, it, let me correct you there. Uh, so there's no fucking way Christopher Nolan's going to put this movie out on digital. No, absolutely no way. He's, he's wholly financed the movie. Does he own the rights to the movie? No, he directed the movie. No, but, but he's, he's, he, he, he's a cash cow for WB. So the last thing that they want to do is to piss him off because really, there's actually no other director like him right now in 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 cinema, right? There's no other director that gets the budgets that he does and is able to actually like have a return on that investment with doing original um, titles. There's name to me like one other person who's giving the, that same return on investment like Christopher Nolan. There's nobody right now um, that, that's uh, that that's that's doing that. Um, I get that, but I think Christopher Nolan is also smart enough to realize that if by July 31st, if P- if people aren't uh, aren't confident enough to go back out to the movie theaters, he, the movie 
going to, while it's a, while it looks like a great movie, the movie's not going to do well financially. Um, you know, the, the, the studio is going to suffer. The film is going to suffer because of that. I think he's smart enough to recognize that. And he's going to be open to a VOD release. Listen, if, if, you know, the cash cow, I, I get that reference, but you got to have grass to feed the cash cow. The farmer's got to be able to, you know, to, to, uh, to make sure that the fields are, um, are green and ready and have the grass for that cash cow to eat. If this movie fucking sinks, then, then the, then, you know, the, there's no grass on the field. You're not going to be able to feed the cash cow. Cash out of the cow. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode, cash cow. <laughs> Just because you you named it like fifty thousand times in a span of like two seconds. Um, but but uh, for for one, um, if you had the understanding of how Christopher Nolan views digital the way that I do, or any remote fan of his does you know that that there is no chance that he's going to allow that as the director of the film to allow this film to go straight to vod impossible right to even conceive of that happening um two they actually don't need to do that right if christopher nolan is adamantly against releasing this on vod okay then the next best option is just to move it back to whatever date and time might be good enough for where we get a, 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 at least enough of a grip of this coronavirus thing that it's it's not I'm sorry. Say that one more I was going to say two weeks is, is not enough time. They may as well push it October or so September. That's going to be my next thing is that they actually might do that. I'm not saying that that's out of the window of possibility. And in fact, weirdly enough, I think that's, again, I, I have, there are other people out there with clearly like more inside knowledge than I do clearly. Uh, but if I were to take a guess, I would say that two weeks means absolutely dick. Two weeks is like, yo, we know this isn't going to work on July 17th. So what can we do to be sort of like, uh, at least to show people that like, hey, there's still a problem here. We're, we're looking to fix it, but not scare them off if we move it like two months, right? You you still have the anticipation for tenant if you say July 31st, uh, but you also let people know, hey, this might not work out, right? What I think is going to happen and the most likely scenario is we're going to get inch closer, give it another like two weeks or, or, or so until like maybe we enter July. And if things don't dramatically shift, which they're definitely not as far as the coronavirus, in fact, it's probably going to get worse because of everything opening back up right now and people acting reckless. I've seen pictures or not just pictures, but videos of people at like beaches and shit, no social distancing going on, no masks, no gloves, no nothing, right? It's just people just spazzing the fuck out like this is like a normal fucking, you know, uh, year or, or time, right? Um, so things are definitely going to get, you know, we're going to see the bounce back with <laughs> with uh, the, the virus. Um, and so at that time, I think they're, they're just going to kick it back probably a month, maybe even two months. Um, and in case, in that case, they're going to move the entire slate back. It's not just going to be tenant that moves. It's going to be everything that moves. Um, and I think that's the most likely scenario because again, nothing's really changing as far as how coronavirus is being approached, uh, in, in society. In fact, it's, it's moving, it's trending back into the other direction of like, oh shit, this is becoming more of a problem. Um, now that everybody's back in the wild. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, dude, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, we, we made a video last week talking about, you know, what, what happens if, if Christopher Nolan's tenant gets, gets, you know, um, moved. And right around then I knew that up, oh, they wouldn't be coming out with these articles if there wasn't some something to it, like as far as like it being a likelihood that these things are, are going to, um, you know, that th these dates might might be fluid and, and, and might move. So. So, yeah, man, I, 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 I don't see Nolan 
I don't see that ever going to direct to VOD. So the worst possible case with the film is that it's just going to move its date back to, you know, whatever day that they decide. But he he's definitely would do that before releasing on VOD. Now, the other movie that we talked about that is actually premiere or suppo- was supposed to premiere directly after uh, Tenet came out was Mulan, right? That I think is definitely going to VOD. And then that's going to create an entirely different scenario that I think is going to be interesting to, to watch. Because then at that point, if you have Tenet moving back, and if it, if they change the day one more time for Tenet, dude, I think it's a wrap for theaters, dude. <laughs> I, I think I don't I think they were all hedging their bets on Tenet being the first film to bring everybody in. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then they're going to be looking to Mulan, but Mulan's definitely thinking about going to straight to VOD and they most likely will go to VOD in that case. Uh, it might be a wrap, my dude. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if Mulan moves, if Tenant moves and if, if some of these other big movies that are coming out of pipeline that are supposed to hit in like August and September, if those move, uh, I think theaters are done and Amazon buys them all up and, uh, use, use as distribution warehouses and again we may get that show where we can now watch our uh, delivery drivers deliver our packages so (laughs) way to tie it back (laughs) always uh so i want to talk about a few other here some movies that have uh that have shifted wonder woman has also pushed its release date back from uh august 14th to october 2nd so we got a, a pump fake there uh again we talked about tenant uh so we, we got a play action pump fake here uh coming out of I forget who, um, what studio does these movies. So uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong has been pushed. Yeah, I, I believe that's Universal. Universal. Uh, so that's been pushed back for, um, to May 21st, 2021. And then The Matrix 4 has been pushed back to April 1st, 2022. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on here, a lot of moving parts. Um, I, I, think, I, think we're, I think we're just going to see more of this. Yeah, you know who's like, laughing like shit right now? What'd you say? No, I said who? Tell me. Uh, you know uh, who's laughing like shit right now is uh, whatever executives at Universal, right? Like, oh, okay. So AMC wanted to talk all that shit about possibly doing things on VOD, and now look at you, right? Uh, Tenants probably going to be pushed back indefinitely. Uh, all the other releases are probably going to be pushed back indefinitely, and now we're not looking so fucking crazy about talking about uh, a split uh, of. Um, you know, releasing things partly in theaters and, you know, also on, on VOD. Yeah, we're not looking too wild with that shit right now, right? Like, that's looking like more and more like probably where things are heading. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I, I think it's just, um, you know, it, it's amazing how fast things changed or have changed in very fucking short period of time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it all kind of spells doom for uh, for movie theaters. And I don't want it to sound like I'm like giddy about that. Cause I'm not, you know, clearly I love going to the fucking movies, you know? And I think that there, clearly there are a lot of people who, who, who love that as well. But you know, at some point you do have to deal with the fucking realities of the scenario and you do have to, again, I, I and we've talked about it so many fucking times, but you know, the, the theaters definitely have to come out with some sort of new model that they, that they have, they, that they can do to like, work within the scenario as it is now to just bullishly just go ahead as if everything's kind of the same. And I'm not even just talking about the coronavirus. I'm just talking about just new technology even. Um, it's like, it's foolish, you know? Um, yeah. So cheaper snacks. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, we will uh, push forward. I had a fucking specific joke that I went to let off and I forgot it in the amount of time that, uh, no, joke. Joke ever starts with. I had a specific joke. 
I'm pretty. It was. I'm pretty sure it was fire, though, my dude. I'm pretty sure it was flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, drop us uh, a comment on, in the uh, the comment section below. Uh, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know what um, what you think about the 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 pushback for Tenet. Is it does it spell doom for the uh, you know for the for the movie theater industry, or is it just a, a little blip in the uh, the the uh, clusterfuck that has been this year for for movie theaters um and you know hopefully after july 31st and tenor releases that they'll they'll still be on schedule to uh to, to to stay afloat so to speak uh you know for the foreseeable future anyways let us know what you think all right moving on to our last story of the day uh so here we're going to talk about something that uh that i i, I found to be kind of a little funny spat uh, between theaters and, and we're staying on this whole theme of theaters and, um, uh, and, uh, and studios. Uh, so, uh, word broke that King of Staten Island, uh, which, uh, I think just came out this past Friday, I want to say, uh, I might be wrong or right about that. I, I can't, uh, and I could easily probably look that up, but I have chosen not to, um, so uh, two days before cinemas were supposed to premiere The King of Staten Island, uh, uh, a new comedic f- uh, drama from Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson, movie theaters around the country were abruptly informed they were not uh, able to show the film. Uh, the semi-autobiographical uh, uh, look at uh, Davidson's upbringing in the tit- uh, titular, I always laugh when I say that, uh, titular? Is that how you're supposed to say that? Either way, I always just... Stop. I don't even know what word for. <laughs> it sounds like, or it, it definitely has the word tit in it. So I always just, you know, act like a 12 year old as I say it. But uh, anyways, titular <laughs> uh, uh, New York City uh, borough was originally intended to debut in a limited number of theaters, mostly drive-ins that were able to remain open during the coronavirus pandemic while also launching simultaneously across uh, premium video on demand platforms. The news was uh, created, uh, uh, the, the news has created consternation um, and even outrage in the close knit community of driving operators, uh, many of whom have been perf- uh, promoting showtimes and selling tickets for the King of Staten Island. Uh, the insiders, um, Insiders at Universal chalked it up to an internal misunderstanding, saying the King of Staten Island was always intended to premiere exclusively on demand. However, some executives uh, unintentionally booked the film in about 100 theaters when they released uh, the mistake. Or when they realized the mistake, the studio went back to theaters and asked them not to play it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, this is some bullshit. Uh, this is basically like, you know, you, you have some friends, you know, you guys are, are, you guys are, Hey, yo, what are you doing Friday? Yo, we'll be stepping out. We're doing some wild things. You know, we're going to get to some strange shit, uh, on Friday. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll hit you up, you know, let you know, everything's good. Come through. Say, say that one more time. <laughs> no, 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 I like that part. Some strange shit. <laughs> <laughs> going to get some wild shit, you know? And then Friday comes around, you're like, yo, Yo, what's good, yo? We we hit uh we, we doing the thing or not, you know? And they hit you back like, yo. And when somebody hits you back with that, yo, you know. Yo, I'm my, my girl tripping, bro. <laughs> I can't make the moves tonight. I'm in for the night. She wild. Hear the lie. Yo, yo, once you hear that, yo, it's a rap. 
you know? And so I imagine that's what the that's what the call was like to these theaters when Universal hit them up like, yo, uh, about the movie. <laughs> yo, it was definitely like, yo, our executives are tripping right now, bro. <laughs> show that movie no more be like y'all just gonna have to pull it and refund everybody tickets that's crazy wow like wait john uh why are you talking like this you we've had many calls before never speak like this on the regular uh john you're from massachusetts where where did this accent come from john is like yo i don't know what to say (laughs) oh shit Oh my god, yo, that would be the most hilarious call ever. I want to do that. Like, I want to do a skit of that. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Start the call off like, yo, be what up. It's like a hundred people on a conference call. Yo. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. With, with the presentation slide that just says, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh my god um yo but that definitely was like is that one more time no i was gonna say um you know i was gonna you know keep it going i definitely feel for uh the drive-in movie theaters right because it's like the business is already um you know i, I, I imagine a drive-in movie theater is not as highly profitable as a standard movie theater just because it doesn't have all of the uh um, you know, the, the same offerings. It doesn't have the concessions. It doesn't have um, the other areas to monitor, the other areas within the, the, the facility to monetize, right? Uh, so, you know, those businesses are already hurting and this, like a move like this really just fucks them. Like for, for the drive-in movie theaters that were already on the brink of maybe having to close down, um, and I, I imagine there might be a few, like a move like this might, might as well like ensure that right, we're gonna have to go we're going out of business right we are gonna have to now refund all of our customers and those customers now that when you tell them hey this thing isn't happening we're gonna give you your money back even if they get their money back they're still not gonna be confident enough in like that experience of that business to come back they may just say fuck it i'm just gonna do you know streaming shit from now on i i tried to do the drive-in movie theater thing it didn't work i'm just gonna stream stuff from now on so this is a dick move for sure no, a hundred and one percent, you know, to that, um, you know, this, um, it, it's it's really fucked up for exactly the reasons that you said that, you know, these drive-in theaters, you know, the, I'm sure the margins are super thin for them already, right? And they've, weirdly enough, I'm sure enjoyed a little bit of a boost in this coronavirus era where it's just like, oh, wait, driving movie theaters are a thing again, you know, uh, because finally, you know, people are are looking at that as as an option uh, instead of just going to, uh, you know, a, a normal uh, movie theater. Um, so, yeah, Universal fucked up with this one. And, and to casually just kind of say like, yeah, I don't know, some executives did it and, you know, whatever. It's all good. Like, no, it's not fucking all good. Tom, whatever the fuck your name is, <laughs> this is fucked up, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so I, I really do feel bad for the uh, drive-in theaters that uh, that essentially had to resend. And and you know what, to be perfectly honest, it's like, well, why like why didn't they just fucking show this at, at, at drive-in theaters, you know? And I guess they wanted to maximize the VOD, you know, capability of the film. But also, it's kind of just like, yeah, just fucking do it. I feel like having this feature at a drive-in movie theater would show that your studio is like not just, 
you know, about the profits, it would show that you're about experience, right? Like we're going to have, you know, we're going to offer this up to drive in movie theaters to, you know, to, you know, so, so viewers, movie lovers can still go out and enjoy that movie experience. And then we'll do a VOD release um, like a month later. Right. But for the first 30 days, drive in movie theaters, get this, this exclusive content. That would have been a great way to make a social statement is like, Hey, we're not just about profits and trying to maximize every dollar. We're about the movie experience, but you know, they went in another way. Yeah. And you could have done some like neat shit, like maybe like with along with the movie, you could have done some sort of like, I don't know, maybe like before the movie, like you, you get like some like 10, 15 minute thing with Pete Davidson about like, having this be sort of like a semi-autobiographical movie about his life. Like, I don't know, you could have just done some cool shit that was like tie-ins to like get people out to the actual theaters to, to see, like give them a reason not to order it on, on demand. But I guess, I guess they viewed it from the viewpoint that they don't necessarily want to compete with themselves in that case. So it's like, well, why go through all the trouble and just have people, you know, view this on, on, on demand. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, one of the other aspects of this that I wanted to kind of explore real quick uh, before we run out of time here was that, uh, and this is uh, the other part of this uh, article from um, uh, from Variety that this all comes from. Um, even before Universal abruptly rescinded permission to screen The King of Satin Island, uh, the studio had already alienated some theater owners by insisting on profit uh, share terms that were considered onerous. Uh, Universal wanted to split uh, ticket sales with the theaters, uh, which is traditionally done with major releases. However, theater owners uh, thought those terms were overly generous since the King of Staten Island will be widely available to rent online. Um, and so one, I think theater owner quoted, was quoted as saying they wanted 2019, uh, terms in 2020, uh, conditions, uh, the independent theater owner said, uh, you know, this is a new landscape that they're dealing with, but I think he's totally fucking right. You know, that, that is a fucking, that is some bullshit though. Right. This is that they wanted to do, uh, the, the studio wants to do a 50, 50 split, but they're also going to release it online. It's like motherfucker, like they're half the people aren't going to come out to the fucking theater to watch this because you're showing this online. And then you also want to split what I'm getting in the theater. 50, 50. Fuck you. <laughs> Piece of shit. That's some, dog, that's some dog ass shit right there, man. God damn. <laughs> some that's cold shit. Savagery right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe there's something here. Like maybe this can change. I hope it changes because I'd really love to see drive-in movie theaters. I'd, I'd love to see those businesses thrive during times like this. And like even when things settle down, I'd really love to see that business come back because it is really a unique experience if you've never been to drive-in movie theater. Um, but the, again, The King of Staten, Staten Island, this is a film starring uh, Pete Davidson, Belle Powley. Uh, I mean, phenomenal cast in this film. We've got uh, Mar uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, I believe this film also has, uh, where's my guy? What's his fucking name? Uh, Bill Burr and uh, uh, one, of my, one of my favorites, Steve Buscemi. Mm. So yeah. stellar cast. Yeah. Um, shout, out, shout out to Bill Burr, by the way. Uh, I, yeah. just, uh, I just watched him on, uh, he did another, he, he, and he always does the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, but I, I just watched his, uh, and I, I just always love watching those two interact. Uh, they're 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 funny as fuck. Whenever they're uh, they're they're having a Bill Burr. He's one of my 
Um, so yeah, you know, whenever the King of Staten Island comes out, I'm going to check it out. Um, I would love to see this movie uh, start in, in drive-in movie theaters though. Yeah. So it actually did come out on June 12th. Uh, so you oh, can sorry, check, technically check it out right now. Just not at drive-in yeah. movie theaters. Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. With that being said, see it. Uh, like what the, am I from like, you know, Mississippi now? Uh, with that being said, um, not that there's anything wrong with being from Mississippi, uh, you know, for our Mississippi listeners out there. Um, but uh, with all that being said, let us know in the comment section below, like how you feel about, uh, you know, the king of Staten Island being, you know, pulled essentially from from driving theaters uh, through essentially no fault of their own. Uh, and uh, what you think about that whole thing, let us know in the comment section below. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have arrived to another wonderful ending to our uh, our podcast here. Um, as always, if you uh, listen through and through, then of course you're you're a fan of the show, and we appreciate you. We love you. Uh, share the podcast with anybody who you think can 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 benefit from it uh, and, and who, who would like it, which is, of course, everybody, as we know, we tell Everyone. you week after week. Say what I'm Share it with all your Black Lives Matter supporters. Fuck it, even share it with those All Lives Matter people. Share it with all the Karens you know. <laughs> Just any. Yeah, they, they might give you some shit, uh, which is a uh, hallmark trade of theirs but uh yeah suffer this shit anyways deliver the podcast to them and and just watch them react um but with that all that being said ladies and gentlemen um we will be back uh next week uh we're working on some very big things ladies and gentlemen that uh hopefully will be coming in the in the next uh few weeks we will let you know more details when they arrive uh but uh but for now just be on the lookout for some from some new interesting things coming from the fade podcast uh and uh and, and yeah I'll, I'll leave it there for now uh with all that being said uh we will go ahead and get the fuck out of here um just like usual we will hit our very usual protocol when you hit them fade out peace the fuck out and keep yourself safe i know the shit is opening back up but, you know yeah be smart don't do anything stupid